0: Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 250 of the Ham Radio Podcast.
1: And it's me, Carrick, with ACG.
0: Yes, indeed it is. And uh, this time we got it right. You know, there was no stuttering, slurring as we got through the door, got the episode number right. We wanted to do 250 last week, for those who recall. Got it this time, though. Um, Welcome to our humble little show here where we talk about the latest and greatest in gaming. Um, We cover all the highlights of gaming news. Each week, uh, this week in particular, it is going to be a fun episode. We're going through uh, this new Summerfest Games that got announced. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Xbox is having an event. Uh, we got The Last of Us Part 2 leaks. Battlefront, the original Battlefront's back. We're going to be answering your patron questions. All of that's tucked into this delicate episode that'll definitely not be short. So get yeah. comfortable. Get very comfortable. Put on your favorite game or or take out a book. I don't know how you could listen to us and read get, a book. Get a hemorrhoid pillow. In. Yeah, something. <laughs> something that you can just do while you relax and listen to our soothing voices. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, uh, we both run Patreons. Uh, my Patreon in particular helps fuel this show. We give early access there. I do want to address one thing. I read the exit surveys when people leave the Patreon for whatever reason. And to my surprise, when I went back, I still have yet to see a negative exit survey, which I'm like, okay, cool. Like, no one's gotten pissed enough at me yet to be like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm um, out. But someone had actually left saying that they would sign up to the Patreon if there were video versions of the podcast available for early access. So I just wanted to take a moment to just break down our process here, because the reason I do early access for the audio only is because to render out the whole video yeah. is about a good couple of hours. Like, and as Kara he knows my, my time frame, like the show ends and I literally have early access up within 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. That's usually by seven or 8 PM uh, Eastern standard time on Friday. And then after all that, I'll start rendering the video and, and that'll be done by 10, 11 o'clock at night, which then I'll upload onto my channel. And that'll probably process until about 12.30, 1 in the morning. Um, so essentially, early access would begin late, late, late Friday or very early on Saturday. And it just ultimately wouldn't give you guys any value to the early access. So I just wanted to make sure people know when we provide early access, I mean, I get it out ASAP. Um, and that's why we do audio only not to pull this patron back. It's their money. They choose what they want to do. But for those who have considered signing up, do know it is the audio only version. So it's like as if you were listening on iTunes or Spotify, those other platforms were available on. You get that version of the podcast over there. And so I apologize if anyone's ever felt misled by that. Uh, it was just this one person. But I just wanted to make sure it was clarified. Um, but I actually think, for, dude. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry no, no I, was gonna, I was just gonna i was gonna pass it over to your patreon but you were gonna you were gonna speak anyway so go for
1: yeah, it yeah I've, I've got a patron uh and uh we don't offer you early anything so don't sign up i'm just joking <laughs> there's there's random shit on there um i was just gonna say it's actually better i think that you jump ahead my fucking eyes are killing me i'm sorry this is this is like the fourth hour i've been on a podcast um You're good. so That's i actually I, <laughs> I actually think it makes sense to even if it is one person because dude if you look at your exit uh, interviews for patron there'll be times where something will pop up that either is like flatly wrong you know like whoa this is not what's happening I need to make sure I cover this like I need to make sure I inform somebody because I, somebody if one person's thinking it you can bet more than one person's experienced it Um, but I actually cool. think I'll that kind be of
0: alone buddy here I'll put on some glasses too there we
1: go some Do gunners those are gunner right <laughs> yeah yeah i know gunner a mile away, but, um, so, so I actually think, yeah, those, the exit interviews are really, they're really useful. I mean, sometimes you'll get somebody who's just a jerk, you know, and I have more, so I'll, I'll get it before you will. But most of the time it's actually useful because somebody like, you know, they'll say something like, you'll see them leave and you won't know why they left. And they might say, I only planned on giving the creator money for a certain amount of time. You're like, this is awesome. I know exactly why they left. You know, I can dial it in. I understand. Um, I, think, I think that's actually one of the better parts of Patreon, because I'm not a big fan of the behind the scenes of Patreon. Their email system sucks and blows at the same time. It's terrible. So it, it's cool that you're able to actually look and say, oh, shit, somebody thinks this or somebody's got this question. I'm going to go ahead and cover it. Um, but I was just going to say for mine. Yeah, we don't really have, uh, you know, we've been doing a ton of streaming in the Discord. That's like the main thing we've been doing. I love that
0: feature. Yeah, it's awesome. My friends and I. I was watching my friend play some VR games a couple of nights ago. It was just
1: fun. Yep. And it's easier than if you don't want to announce to Twitch um, for whatever reason, or you're busy and, you you know, you don't want to get dressed, (laughs) you know, but you just want to show a game, but people are expecting a face cam. Um, Discord's come through. I, I hate a lot of stuff about them, but. They, they've they definitely come they've through with strong. that kind of stuff yeah
0: yeah I, I love the platform between the streaming um the 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 channels you know being able to to have giant groups you know gather together for for various things they've been they've been really clutch especially nowadays uh and, and to my surprise i mean they've had a couple of issues here or there but uh they really haven't like buckled during what i imagine is a, a high amount of usage of their platform so big thank you to discord we use them for our podcast too so that that's when uh if you guys recall, we used to have, when we used Skype, Carrick had patience with me because, uh, <laughs> yeah, System we, we sucks, were always man. using Skype. Yeah, and it, it just, our calls dropped. We kept, like, falling out, uh, 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 like, connection-wise. It just was a constant problem, especially when we had Lone on, and it was, like, Australia. Oh, and, like, I forgot kind of all about that. Yeah. Yeah, we used to have really big problems with the show initially, and I'd have to, like, chop up the episodes and slap it all together, and it, it would sound a little weird at times. So, yeah. Uh, discord long story short it's been pretty clutch um have you been have you been playing any any games this week
1: uh snow runner uh which is a i don't know how to describe it man it's just a you take a four by four vehicle out and you deliver wood it's one of those simulator games but i'm telling you right now it's probably one of the I, i did a video uh it's one of the most zen games you'll ever play And Mm. it it probably some people are like, well, if you like that, why don't you like Death Stranding? Because you're walking around. The thing about this game is you're just driving a four by four and you're just exploring and trying to like deliver items to like a wood mill or whatever. It it doesn't require you to read a bunch or to pay attention to story like Death Stranding. It's much more just the travel element. And I've been playing the shit out of that and then tabletop simulator um we did last night we tested because we're going to be doing some patron stuff and it was like we got eight people in there to sort of buckle the network to see if discord would handle it and uh it was crazy discord yeah it it nailed that like we had no issues and we just played the shit out of tabletop simulator like so many hours so that's pretty much it other than you know the side games here and there
0: yeah, I was looking into the tabletop simulator because a couple of my friends have it. One of my my buddies has he plays D anD D on it, and yep. I was thinking, just inspired off what you've talked about with your patrons, I was like, you know, there's definitely a lot of card games, board games, and so on that would be awesome to get people together, you know, every week or so and 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 do something like that. So if you're listening and you're a patron and you're part of the Discord, uh, shoot me a message if you guys have any ideas, because like I, I love like Mansions of Madness and stuff, but is that even like available on tabletop?
1: Every game is. I I mean, I'm not even going to like, I don't think that's a joke, but every game that I've seen is available on tabletop. It's so tabletop simulator is a simulator. So it's the nerdy version of a tabletop, which means there can be some issues with like making sure car, you know, people making sure people don't flip the cards off the table, blah, blah, blah. There's tabletopia, which is another. Tabletop Simulator, where they have full games where you buy the actual game or you pay a subscription and the actual game is scripted. So, like, mm-hmm. you can say, draw five cards, it'll draw five cards. Like, it, it, it has the rules scripted. But Tabletop Simulator, I mean, dude, Hero Clicks isn't super popular. That's the game I always talk about. And it they've got, like, 2,200 miniatures that people 3D photoed and put in the game. And that's a very fairly not well-known game. But every game like you're talking about, Man- Mansion of Madness, um, Gloomhaven, like any of the big and small table, they're almost all there. I mean, it would be very hard pressed for you to find a game that doesn't have at least one version.
0: All right. Yeah, because that, that's what was kind of leading me towards it. I, I, I've i been playing a lot more board games with my family and stuff. And and we don't play like the hardcore board games, so to speak. Yeah, but so I mean, any, like... any board game, yeah yeah i'm just looking for that type of fix so you've been playing snow runner anything else on top of that
1: um i played a couple hacking games (laughs) i know we've never talked i don't think we've ever talked about these but i'm a big fan of like um a game called night 4 NIT n-i-t-e-4 n-i-t-e-4 um which is a a, basically like a pseudo augmented reality game you still have a front end on your pc But you're doing things like pretending to hack government websites and find out about murders and all this stuff. And they have three games. Uh, Black Watchmen was their original. And Black Watchmen still has uh, augmented reality games. So if you go to an event like PAX, there actually is Black Watchmen events going on. But you'll never know because they purposely make you find them by playing Black Watchmen. So it's all like the secretive... You know, like there's a why is this piece of paper here when you go to PAX and then you'll be like, oh, my God, that's Black Watchman, And then you can find some event room that they've checked out and you can go in and they have in character stuff. It's very cool. It's a lot of X that files. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Black Watchmen has been going for like, I think the first time I reviewed it was like four or five years ago. And they've added each each game they add adds a, a, an element. So Black Watchman is your FBI slash police investigator. Night four is your hacker. And you can do missions that enter like interlace with each other that's that's pretty Very much it cool. the rest Very of the time cool. just hanging out with family trying to make sure i don't get fucking covid and die yep yep i'm I, i'm not lying man like i'm just like hanging out in the house am <laughs> just waiting that's all you have do. no yeah
0: yeah yeah it sucks for me because i I, no, I shouldn't say for me but yeah it sucks for everyone but like i usually got at least some fresh air uh, yeah, I, I know I hurt my leg this last week. Oh. I don't know what happened. I think I, I busted my knee somehow when I was just jogging. Uh, I, I stupidly didn't stretch one of these times and I, I must've pulled something in my knee or something. Cause like my knee slash hip has been like aching like a bitch, man. And so, uh, you know, the, what's kind of helped balance out this whole situation is I go on walks for about an hour and a half. Um, you know, that, or I jog for about an hour. Something like that, and it's just like the the change in scenery helps so much. But like lately, between a lot of work and just having zero ability to exercise, I've just been sitting here like, man, just another day in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been tough uh, this week for sure. So I, I feel you on that. Um, but fortunately, we have games that transport us to another reality. Um, I you know see it's weird. I very rarely ever say this, but I have not had a ton of time this week to game. Um, I've been playing a lot of 76. Uh, some mm. people may have caught my stream a couple of days ago. I played that with uh, Kev Doit. That was one of the most fun streams I've ever had. That was just a really good time. Uh, you know, him and I were talking afterwards and that was kind of what all of us envisioned 76 would be like. It was just a blast. Like it was just us yelling and, and crazy things were constantly happening. And it was just, it was insanely fun. Uh, we recorded a video together, which should be available sometime within the next few days. Um, but yeah, we, we've we had a lot of fun on 76 because of Wastelanders, and it's been nice to collab with people. So that's been the majority of my gaming. Uh, for the past couple of nights, though, I played about an hour and a half each night of, of Persona 5. This weekend, I'm really like, I'm buckling in, and I'm, I'm going to plow through a lot of the game. Um, just because now, now it's like hanging, you know, when you have a game, you're taking your time with it and you take too much time. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm 65 hours in, which is good, but it's been out for a month. And I remember when the first P5 came out, it took me a month to beat. And I know I just finished the fourth palace. I'm not really, I'm like halfway there when you really think about it. And I'm like, okay, now I've got to really like, let's, let's. Let's buckle our seatbelts and really get at it. You know, I've I've taken my time with it. Now, I'm not going to rush, of course, but I'm, you know, I'm going to I'm going to play with a purpose, right? Like I'm not going to smell the roses every 5 steps like I have been uh just because, you know, it's such a large game and I love it to death. It's easily my game of the year already. But um you know, you want to also play other things and with such a big task sitting over you, I mean, every game after this is going to look uh minimal in comparison. Right. Like, oh, 40 hours. <laughs> you know, I did that twice, three times, yeah, in in one game. So I got this, Uh, but yeah, I'm starting to wrap up some social links in that game, and um, I'm in August. I think August 12th. So we're getting there. You know, maybe I'd say we're past the halfway point, but you know, it's it's still like one of those games that's been hanging, and it's like, all right, now I got to really push to finish before something sneaks up on you, right in our in our line of work. You know, something comes out, and you're like, I do want to play this, and then you start mixing storylines, and and it just gets. It gets too, like you start to, I don't want to say lose appreciation, but you can't deeply appreciate it as much if you're not fully invested in that one experience, I'd say. That's why I always cap out at two. But yeah, that's that's kind of been my gaming for the week. Uh, normally I have a lot more to say, but I just I haven't had time. Just been doing a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. And with that, let's get into our first bit of news. This one's uh, really significant. So we were prepared for a summer of no E3, Uh, With that, probably no game announcements, but Jeff Keighley and company have come up with something that may be this summer's saving grace. It's called Summer Game Fest, a new digital celebration. It promises months of gaming news and events. So we're going to be reading an article from The Verge from top to bottom. So go ahead and give them a click. Uh, Summer Game Fest, a new quote industry-wide celebration of video games, end quote, will span from May through August. It was announced today, which is May 1st. It will bring quote breaking news, in-game events, and freeable, free playable content, end quote, from companies across the uh, I'm sorry, f- across the games industry all season long. Jeff Keighley will act as both curator and host for. Pre and post shows in a lineup that includes companies such as Bethesda, Blizzard Entertainment, CD Project Red, Electronic Arts, Microsoft, Riot, Sony, and Square Enix. Um, and then it goes on to cover how late last summer a huge number of announcements uh, were obviously pushed back because of what's going on with COVID around us. Uh, Unlike those conferences, which last a few days and rely heavily on in-person presence, Summer Game Fest is built to function as an all-digital event. Uh, And Once again, they're saying it runs from May to August, making it the first gaming festival of its kind. Events will stream via all major channels, including Facebook, Mixer, Twitter, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. As for details around those specific events... Publishers will handle those announcements directly. Platforms such as Steam and Xbox will also offer demos and trials of some of the games for a limited time. The Steam Game Festival Summer Edition is set for June 9th to the 14th. And then uh, Jeff Keighley provided a comment saying, In these uncertain and challenging times, it's more important than ever that video games serve as a common and virtual connection point between us all uh Summer Games Festival is an organ- uh, organizing principle that promises fans a whole season of video game news and other surprises from the comfort of home. So Carrick, what do you think of Summer Games Festival? Do you are you excited about this?
1: Uh I yeah, no I am. It's just the length of it cuz like it sounds like it's going to be pretty prolonged and I have a yeah. tendency to like um So I don't know if you're a binge show watcher or you're a long, you know, episode watcher, but sometimes, well, it's almost like the game persona. You were saying you can be in the, yeah, right. So it is right. So you can be in the middle of it and you sort of get lost and you're like, oh my God, I either need to fit, you know, shit or get off the pot. I need to finish this thing or I need to do something else. And I think that that is a issue with this, where maybe I'll lose some of my excitement if it continues to go on. Uh, I will say I did hear, and it's nice to see that backed up. I did hear that a number of companies are now scheduling in resources to create more demos purposely because of all the shit going on. So what you just said as well, Microsoft and Steam both being called out as in particular for doing demos. From what I'm understanding, we will definitely see more demos from companies we have not seen demos from before. And so that to me is super exciting. Um, I think demos are the best way to go. Like let somebody check it out. Uh, I know it's hard for a company to figure out how they're going to cut it up, what they're going to show. You know, you don't want to show too much, right? You don't want to show your Uh, main story hit. But yeah, no. So it's exciting in that way for me. I still wish there was an event because I love the pomp and circumstance of one particular event. But I agree, this is the best we could probably hope for this year, if not next year like i don't know how if this is the new thing or not like it may just be the new thing you know
0: yeah yeah i mean talk about really good timing for jeff because we knew he was yeah out of e3 right before it got canceled and then it did get shut down and now this got announced and i think i i mean we said when he when he left e3 we kind of I don't want to say called this bluff. That's not really the right words. But we, we said, like, he had an ulterior motive. Like, they exactly. were a direct yeah. competitor. Yeah. And now when this is announced by his company afterwards, I think it's pretty obvious that's why he left working with the ESA. And, um, yeah, man, they, I mean, you know, if anything, you can see at least the Game Awards as of late has a heart, a soul to it. Um, yeah. A lot of people feel that doesn't shine at E3. So at least knowing that Jeff Keighley's team is behind it is is really good because um, – might see a little more passion on display. He loves showing off smaller games too. Um, but I, I'm excited for from the game trial front as well. I think, you know, Bethesda started doing that with, I think, Dishonored as well as Prey. And just giving people like an hour with the game and saying, hey, if you like this, you can continue playing. Uh, just getting their foot in the door. Uh, Kevin and I were talking about this after our stream saying um, that with 76, like that game needs a free weekend like a weekend yeah, right. where the game's just handed out for free because yeah you might lose hundreds of thousands of sales but you have now tons of people in on that that player base who who can be participating in the new updates that they'll probably be announcing very soon I, I've heard a roadmaps coming sometime within the next week um, and so I just think a lot of companies I, I and understandably so just look Purely at sales numbers and, and, and those margins and don't consider what benefit it can have just to give someone an opportunity, right, a, right. a chance to test it out. Um, I think maybe we've seen uh, a good step in the right direction when we got Square Enix doing, for example, a Final Fantasy demo. I thought that was really cool. So I, I, I'm not too surprised to hear we'll be seeing more. Um, Do you think this also brings a bit of rationale to decisions like companies such as Bethesda have made? They said they weren't going to do a digital experience at all, and they took the longest to make that choice, right? We look at Microsoft, and they immediately were like, boom, we're doing digital event. E3's canceled. Ubisoft, day of, boom, we're doing a digital event. Um, Do you think that Bethesda maybe took a while to answer, and then their decision ultimately makes a little more sense now that we see Summer Game Festival exists?
1: Yeah. And especially like whatever deal, you know, these companies make, you know, they're pretty big. Mm -hmm. So it's like they can make a deal with this new thing saying we want an hour or two hours. And I think the thing is, is people will show up for Bethesda who like Bethesda or maybe hate Bethesda. Right. There's those are your two fans. (laughs) Yeah. So but for this. You will get Bethesda fans as well as your your place your, your other fans. It's almost like when you go to a concert, there's shirt sales there because there's people at the concert who are already there. So right. I think in a way, having these companies like a Bethesda say, "Yeah, we'll do that." That helps them. They'll get their normal people that they always get. They're going to get the tail end from people checking out other videos and other stuff. I will say the thing about Heart. I don't think E3 could. I don't personally believe, as somebody who's, like, followed E3 since it basically, I began. I don't think it could have ever had heart because it was a multi-day event. And I don't believe PAX has heart. I think a two-hour event, like, game trailers could have a heart because there's a focus there. So I think some people saying that are just the typical, like... Not anti E three, but probably expecting something from E three. I personally wasn't expecting, which is just it is an event that shows a bunch of stuff. And I do believe that this has the same chance of being a little less heartful because it is bigger and longer. Um, like trying to keep sporadic. the focus. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's exciting no matter. I mean, it's good no matter what because these companies, dude. I don't know if a lot of these companies even knew what they were going to do because the people I talked to, there was one company. There's only like twenty. 5 to 40 people there. And they were telling me that when E3 was canceled, like their budget had already been to make a demo for E3. Hmm. So they lost that money, right? Cuz there's no E there's literally no E3. So what do they do? Well then, oh, uh, do we do a back end where we offer a demo through Steam or Xbox if that's where they're publishing? So this right. kind of thing where they have an event even if it's digital that they can do is awesome because I would assume like you said Jeff covers everything, including small stuff. So most people can get in if they want to get in, which is cool.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a good opportunity. And I, I didn't yeah. think of that, right? that The back-end stuff where you had something prepped for E3, but no one yeah. has to go with it. What right? a disaster. Your bags were packed with no plane tickets. So that's definitely uh, a really good thing for those types of companies who are in a tight spot. I do, yeah, I think Bethesda probably will have some type of presence there. And the reason I, I hone in on them is because a lot of people are, are asking me still, uh, does my opinion on what's happening with Starfield change? Are they going to reveal it in 2020? Um, I, I, I mean, it, it was definitely like a curveball Cause I, I just made a video this week saying like, yeah, you know, based off what's happening, uh, obviously I don't think it's happening in 2020 and, and there's no like, uh, 76, sitting on top of them where they need to get that out the door in a timely manner to then focus on something cuz after Starfield is Elder Scrolls 6 and they said they're waiting for technology with that. So I don't think they're in a rush for Starfield and my my perspective on that in particular doesn't change. We saw Warner Brothers. I thought that was way more exciting Personally, yeah. We saw yeah. them on the list and I was like, "Okay." Way more.
1: Yep. They
0: were supposed to have a conference at E3. Now they probably have been saved by this more than
1: anyone. And we have cuz Dude, show us Harry Potter, mother, you know, like, God, <laughs> right? we're, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, I do have a question yeah. for you. So Starfield, so I would say, I could be wrong, but I would say in the past, I've felt that Ubisoft and Sony were a little closer. Sony always got the advertising rights for Assassin's Creed. That switched to Microsoft. However, Microsoft purchased Oblivion, uh, Obsidian. I have a, And I've always felt that Bethesda was closer to Microsoft. I've always felt there's something like they have a, they had a true. but do you believe that now that obsidian is owned by MS, that there is a slightly higher chance that maybe we will see a Bethesda Sony kind of wow. pseudo relationship go on. Wow.
0: That's a really good question. I had never thought of that. Cause on one end, I think, Something that helped Obsidian out was that even if it's completely makeshift, by the way, it's totally caused by consumers. That that competition, though, that people were right. creating exactly. between Bethesda and Obsidian, I think it helped them a lot because when yeah. Bethesda kind of misstep and then Obsidian comes out with the Outer Worlds, that was a huge springboard for that game. And anyone who says no is kidding themselves. That,
1: that was massive. You
0: know, yeah, absolutely. When they announced Fallout first the same week that Obsidian dropped the Outer Worlds. That I guarantee that I will go to the length of saying at least two hundred thousand copies were sold because of that. I guarantee it. That that stupid blunder, or the timing of the blunder, even because uh, it was going to happen regardless. Just my God, man, that uh, they they helped Obsidian out so much. So if I'm Microsoft, put them in your show because if it works good you know you got a good partner who's going to keep filling up your shows and and you can continue something that's obviously beneficial to them uh and if it doesn't work out and obsidian blows them out of the water guess what your first party studio just got a pretty good uh pretty good one up there um and that that certainly helps them so i feel they win either way when it comes to playstation i just feel bethesda's always been a quick to throw them under the bus for literally anything (laughs) And, (laughs) and 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 number two is that. Uh, when you look at stuff like modding, uh, their performance of the yeah, game true. on yeah. PlayStation, it has just never been good. Uh, every time now since I've uh, streamed 76 now on PC, uh, people are like, how did you last on PS4 for like 90 hours? And I just kind of shrug my shoulders, but I-, I get where they're coming from because when you're playing on PC, I mean, obviously it's always a night and day difference, but I'm saying when it comes to 76, like you can tell something's not good with that ps4 version it's it's very very janky like it feels infinitely better it improved my opinion on the game even uh, the pc version it's it's smooth it looks better uh just looks nice just yeah controls better just everything about it feels pretty good the only thing i don't like is the the controls for the settlement mode feels very like console porty but yeah that's a really good question i think that ultimately microsoft is going to stick with bethesda um, because Bethesda doesn't just offer Bethesda game studios, right? They still offer, yeah, right? you know, Ghostwire Tokyo, they still offer Doom. And so I think Microsoft, even if they don't see value in Bethesda game studios, they, they might see value in...
1: For some reason, I was Bethesda. thinking it the opposite way, that it was Bethesda choosing. And that Bethesda, knowing Obsidian and Bethesda had a little bit of back and forth about Outer, outer Worlds, and there was a little bit of Twitter humor... I just but you're right, they throw yeah, I had forgotten Bethesda and Sony obviously in all the way to the PS three have had issues yeah, with like, play, their games. Too. Yeah, their yeah, games really working and for that. yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Microsoft will double down and be like, mm-hmm. not only do we own Obsidian, but Bethesda also is you know, wants to work closely with us and boom. I was just surprised and I, I sort of piggybacked it on that Assassin's Creed is Microsoft getting the marketing, which has never occurred before. Yeah. It, so mm-hmm. I was just or, thinking along those lines.
0: It's a couple things, right? Like if you look at Bethesda specifically, when the DualSense got announced, Pete Hines was one of the first yeah. developers slash companies that. to come out and and talk about a hands-on experience with it. And so, I mean, that I think signifies that their relationship with PlayStation isn't as disastrous as it seems. The other thing is that Microsoft could always be a mediator between Bethesda and yeah. Obsidian, if that's the proper word. Um, no, it you is. Know, I know what okay, you mean. cool. All right, yeah, thank you. Um, they could help them kind of mend, if you will, a relationship. Um, I I also think that a lot of people overestimate what happened with Obsidian and Bethesda. Every time I've seen commentary on it from anyone within either company, it's always yeah, been like... You're right. Ah, it's, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if there was anything that needed to be settled, I'm sure... Let's say that, that this was holding back the the long-sought-after... New Vegas Remaster, right? And and this this bonus check that was not delivered in 2010, uh, a decade ago, mind you,
1: <laughs> with uh, half with of the holding... employees on both companies not working there anymore.
0: Exactly, right? Right? So yeah. If that was what was holding it back, um, I'm sure Microsoft <laughs> could could step in and be like, "Hey guys, yeah. uh, we we all win here. Let's do this." Yeah. Um, I think there's I think there's just no interest from either company to work together. I just I think they do definitely make games too close to one another where it, it doesn't benefit them but when it comes to let's say re-releasing something i'd be just based off the staff i know at obsidian i'd be very shocked if they weren't like yeah go for it i would imagine yeah, Bethesda right. not wanting to do the footwork to make it happen
1: do you know what reminds me of obsidian and and bethesda with fallout uh or with uh with fallout new vegas is um who who did it uh i can't remember but origins batman origins versus all the other batman oh, arkham Brothers games Montreal. yeah so you got all these exist. other yeah right dude even the fucking collect. excuse my language the collector's edition no, just good. came out and it was it yeah. was not on there it was yeah. like origins <laughs> didn't exist and first of all i have a soft spot for origins i actually Damn. like origins and it is weird they they have absolutely nuked that Entire game from existence
0: it, Isn't it strange because they're having them like soft reboot the franchise? Apparently, like that's what reports are saying. Why that, would yeah. you do that? Why would you ostracize it? I don't get it.
1: I don't either. I, I don't either. It's such a weird situation with that. It's it sad. It really is,
0: man. It, it, yeah, that too. <laughs> it's extremely sad. Uh, do you have any any predictions that come to mind? Because you know, with this summer Games Fest, it, it obviously changes the whole dynamic of announcements and everything. Um, do you see anything that maybe we thought? Oh, that's not happening now because E3 is gone happening. I know obviously Warner Brothers is is the most obvious, right? Harry Potter and and probably whatever Rocksteady's doing. Uh, but does anything else leap to mind instantly?
1: Since Phil now has gone on the record the third time stating that while the hardware is not delayed, some of these games may be delayed at Microsoft Studios. My opinion is you will see a much larger third party contingent discussing some kind of Xbox partnership um i have a feeling microsoft feels pretty ahead and now that we know and they've i'm assuming they mean halo but they just continue he just keeps saying games are be you know behind the scenes due to this games might be delayed and i just have this feeling in my gut that he keeps mentioning it because it's halo that he's talking about right and so to me i would assume we will see more of the ubisoft kind of thing where it's like microsoft getting marketing or Best played on Xbox X Series, you know, which is just like Sony used to say, you know, best experience you can possibly get is if you do the Sony PlayStation (laughs) Four. So I see more of that kind of thing, and then of course WB is the only one. If you ask me, of all the companies I'm interested in at this event, is actually WB to see because they're sitting on some stuff that I don't. They're still sitting on Mordor, which they could do whatever with that, whether they go and do another another game or what. But they they do have you know batman whatever and then they've got harry right. potter which harry potter has not seen a real game release ever well wait a minute i'm sorry there was one for the pc years ago that was like, a, he's full... about
0: like a standalone that's not based off the movie that's not
1: lego sorry is what i meant that's not mm-hmm. i mean a there real game world
0: cup i think
1: well um... that's what i mean a real game like a third right, person right, right. you know like uh a, a tan. i don't know how to describe yeah, they're, yeah, they're like a okay. thing averse, you know. And <laughs> I just feel that Harry Potter is absolutely it is it people desire that. There has been a desire for that for a long time it's never come about. And WB if they could be known as the Mordor, Batman, Harry Potter company, dude. Good like lord. good lord. Think of the IP of that. The IP of that is massive, especially when you have like the new uh, um, Lord of the Rings coming to Amazon, the new TV mm-hmm. show, which is a million an episode or, or no. Sorry, I think it's a 100 million. An episode. It's some gargantuan amount of money. So I, I just think that um, we'll see a lot from WB. That's my hope. That's like the one thing I'm, I'm I like really feel will happen.
0: Yeah, and and that doesn't even account for all the Lego games that they've done. Yeah, right. Know, of course, DC Lego yeah. games. Yeah, it just it's insane. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I look most forward to, to seeing what they're doing. Any outside stuff will just be a welcome surprise. See, exactly. Project Red was on the list. Yeah. Uh, so naturally, we're gonna see Cyberpunk. Nothing else. Um, I saw Private Division on the list. Um, that a lot of people thought that meant the Outer Worlds, but they've published a, a lot of other titles
1: control didn't they do control maybe they didn't do maybe that was 505
0: control was 505 yeah yeah i think they did they help publish journey to the savage planet or am i just I'm, i might be mixing those up with uh the auto worlds because those two kind of look similar
1: it but might they're... have been them or 505 again they overlap for some reason in my head <laughs> i don't know why
0: yeah man, it's it's just wild. Like I'm I'm just pumped that we we have something to look forward to. I saw a lot of people sort of breathing breathing a sigh of relief cuz it was like a ritual, right? Like we always had something in the summer to to really look forward to. And 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 with that gone, it was weird because for us and this might actually I didn't think of this on the content creation end. Uh, you make a good point that oh, well, things might get kind of soulless halfway through. But we've never had like a July August That was busy. No, that's what's going to be cool. Yeah. And when you have like Ghosts coming out in July, and then you've got all these games also being announced, revealed, trailers through the whole summer, uh, this can really change the whole dynamic. Like, I didn't even think of it that way. This actually shifts how the industry could function if successful because it used to be all right, three days in June. All right, see you in September and I, I never really thought of how monumental this can be. If, if done right, I'm trying to get a picture of all the other, um, all the, other well, I mean, companies
1: private division is a good one to bring up because they do. And and they also did some stuff that now Microsoft owns. I I believe private division was the one who handled we happy few because mm-hmm. it was our, it was going to be an everything title or something. I can't remember, but there was a couple games like that. So they're big. And, and then I, I think it's also going to be fun to see, um, like if there's this many, if it's that long, there'll probably be some of these smaller companies that I guess just sort of get lost focus home. I'm always interested because they always just yeah. do weird shit. And so to me, I'm actually very interested in, you know, cyanide is another company that's much smaller. Um, and then big Ben is another publisher that is very small that bought the rights to Greedfall and bought the rights yeah. to, Something else big that we both liked. I can't remember, Was it but Fo- might have been because they overlap. Focus and and yeah. Big Ben are like they're, we, they tr- they they like the trade focus. IPs. Yeah, so
0: yeah,
1: I'm I'm I, I would like to see any of that kind of stuff. And then I'm really hoping for a heads up on Vampire or Vampire the Masquerade. I don't know if it's still headed as soon as they say it is. And I think that at this event, if we don't see some Vampire you know, the Masquerade 2 stuff popping up, then we'll just assume it's going to be that it's delayed. delayed for sure. I do too. I do. It looked rough as hell when they were showing video too. Yeah. So
0: so I actually brought up the, the list just for companies that we had missed. Um, so there's still 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, uh, Bungie, Extremes, EA, uh, PlayStation actually, Riot Games, Square mm. Enix, um, Steam, And then we we talked about Warner Brothers, we talked about Xbox. So yeah, uh, 2K I thought was probably the most standout of what I just listed there because I thought of how they had recently announced a couple months back a new Bioshock game, Uh, so that could be something they could show off. There's the new Mafia game that's reportedly still in development. Um, EA also stood out to me because I had heard on pretty good authority that Mass Effect was supposed to come back this year. Uh, I'm not sure in what form. I imagine it was like... a a remastered trilogy or a remaster of some kind, but that's something I had heard. So I wouldn't have been too surprised if that had happened. Um, but does anything else stand out to you from these lists? Anything you've heard?
1: No, the re if, yeah, I don't know if it's true or not. There's definitely been some stories about the possible remaster of mass effect. And there might be an issue there. We'll have to see if that's like, if, if it gets shown or not. And if it doesn't, then we know that there is an issue. Um, because I think EA has an issue personally with like
0: remastering
1: remastering, and how they go about it and who they put on it and resources. And EA is a company that we, we just talked about this prior to the podcast starting where like you think a game is coming out. Like I just told you, I was like, I played this game. and You're like, did that come out? I'm like, oh, shit, no, because I was testing for it and it just mm-hmm. never came out. So an EA is one of those companies that will go two years and go, nah, it's not for us. Like we're dumping it. Um, I would love to see a Mass Effect remaster, though i mean that would be awesome uh yeah. that it actually excites me a lot i i just don't know i don't know if it's gonna there were rumors that they were gonna fix the ending in a remaster and that uh, to that me that i
0: had not heard Ooh.
1: yeah and to me that would be i don't know i'd hate the ending but i don't even know if that's smart like that's like
0: imagine another bad ending (laughs) right Right.
1: no that's exactly that's sort of what i mean like right because you also have to unless you're bad restructures yeah you'd have to no 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 i it's just that would be weird to me and that was one rumor i had heard a year ago and i was like i just don't see how that's feasible um to do that but i would love to see you
0: know during the main story of mass effect three i at least and it's been a while since i've played it but i loved it right it wasn't mm-hmm. until the end when you're like oh no um yeah but i remember even then like i was a little tunnel visioned where i i still like the ending but then you went on the internet and you're like oh so this is what happened okay and you kind of had clarity um but during the actual main story i felt like it accounted for your choices and, and big moments relatively mm-hmm. well from from like i said what i am currently recalling um, but at the same time, if you restructure the ending, then you you got to work back, right? Then you have to consider choices throughout the game that were just the base game. Also, one major thing about Mass Effect was the ability to take Shepard from one to two, and then those things be accounted for. And then, especially if you had like a character from one, like that started off in one, choices that you made in that game would have to be accounted for in three. So if they like overhauled three, yeah. I, I think it's more than just the ending, right? It becomes every little thing like it, it would feel like work undone like why did this change here but not this um, yeah true so I, I i worry about that um that would be exciting though i don't know if it would turn out well but i would be hyped if they were like yeah we're doing mass effect one two they're coming back in three guess what baby is getting remastered and touching up the ending
1: <clears> okay well here's my what? question to you then if they do do here's the, here's what was told like what was suggested to me is almost exactly what you said. They would have to switch a bunch of stuff if they did want to switch anything. However, one of the biggest problems, I don't agree with this, whatever, is that one is considered inferior by a great deal when it comes to combat. If they remaster one's combat, why would they not remaster the issues in three? And that's when you start getting into a weird tit for tat on how you remaster that title. Additionally, something was brought up If you play one, two, and three back-to-back, which I have done, Mm -hmm. the story is actually fairly poor when it comes to the characterization of the NPCs episode-to-episode or game-to-game because they change completely. You go from one group of heroes to a different, and then at the third one, you sort of mix them. And you have one or two who sort of meander between all three, but really, you do end up having an almost complete palette swap between each game. And the idea of if you remaster the combat and then you remaster the ending, do you like put a cutscene in there to make things make a little more sense between one and two or two and three? And I don't That's know, dude, it's a, I guess what I'm saying is it's a huge undertaking that it's not just a remaster. That would be a, it's
0: like a remake, <laughs> a re
1: right. That would be a, a full final fantasy seven style. Because if they just remaster it, Maddie, I don't know if a lot of people would be happy. One, I don't mind one, but all everybody agrees and doesn't agree with me that, that, that they didn't like the combat in one. So are you going to remaster one with that kind of combat and then try to release it current? It would yeah, seem like it would piss a lot of people off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just... <laughs> I don't know i i guess it's like also you got to rely on the consumer to just know hey you're playing a game from like 2006 right yeah um, true that's true but yeah on paper it seems simple right like hey in mass effect one fix the combat two i would just say don't touch like please leave that game be that game is so good and then three like we said the ending some story beats within you know you'd have to account for a lot there but if you could make Twenty different endings, right? That's like such a huge undertaking, but that those endings all account for, like they had promised, man. Like, oh, whatever you you've built, whatever you've done, will be accounted for in that final cutscene. Um, that would be that would redefine. If they actually went to that effort and then called it remaster, it would redefine
1: remaster, what remaster means. Because you know what's we, funny? Oh, go ahead. I apologize.
0: No, I was gonna say it's just it's funny this conversation comes up because. You know, I'm a big fan of Nier, and I know you are too. And they're remastering uh, Nier um, Gestalt. Or I'm sorry, it should be pronounced Gestalt. Um, But they're remastering it. And at first, everyone thought, like, oh, they're just touching up the original Nier from a decade ago and re releasing it. But uh, Yoko Taro recently did an interview saying that, like, uh, or was it Yoko Taro? I apologize. It might not have been. But someone who's working on the game said that they're redoing the combat Mm -hmm. to be more like Automata. And that's huge. That's not a. When you look at the combat from the original Nier, you could tell it was trying to be what Automata is now. Like it it wanted to be flashy, it wanted to be smooth, it wanted to throw enemies at you. It wanted to make you feel like powerful yet yet elegant. And um to see that they're calling it a remaster still, but redoing the combat entirely. We still have yet to see what it looks like, but just that claim like Automata fans will be pleased. Um, that would also be kind of in line with what we were saying with Mass Effect, where that would redefine to me remaster. It's like that's totally different. That's that that should be really it should be what remastering means by its definition. You are you are ma- creating a, a mastery version of the game, right? Like it's yeah, it's the best possible version of it. It's not just oh, we, it looks better, kind of like we came to expect for a while.
1: Yeah, and I think remake has now been redefined by Final Fantasy. Whether you love Final Fantasy VII or not that's now Mm -hmm. a remake where it's completely like it feels like it's a game made now if you saw that you know it doesn't feel like the old game it feels like a game made now yeah Mm -hmm. it's just it's all over the place it's so to that's very it's very exciting but at the same time man dude that's a that's a that is a lot to bite off i mean if because i I would almost be like either we're just remastering this and that's it graphics and textures or especially if it's ea Especially if it's EA. But if I was the producer, I mean, I would be there and I'd be in a discussion saying, we we cannot half-ass this. We either have to be like, it is just a remaster or... Let's just go through each one, with fine-tooth comb, and fix every little issue. Because the mm-hmm. first one had issues, so did the second one, with animations being played weird, you know, with cut little pops in the in the cutscenes, little issues here and there, little audio issues. Uh, there was a fiction where they randomly changed how all guns worked in number two, and they just mm-hmm. put a tutorial box. They were like, "Yeah, guns are now based on heat or whatever." They did where the first one had oh, yeah, reloads, right? Or whatever, yeah admittedly i liked i'm more of a fan of reloads than i am of the heat system but regardless if, you, if you're gonna start messing with shit i would be like how do we explain this in the fiction do we have you know what do we do like do we like that's a lot if i was a producer of that i would my, <laughs> i'd be pretty i would be pretty nervous there's a lot to uh-huh. do in that
0: yeah but you know you're right it's either one end of the spectrum or the other you yeah. can't go halfway on that so you would not we'll want see. to on
1: that game i don't think
0: yeah, we'll see, but you know, that's the rumor right now. I have a question
1: for you. Do you think Andromeda out. will be ignored, like Origins? <sighs> will, they will just pretend or uh, Andromeda does not exist, and will remaster Orig- uh, uh, the three and then just move on?
0: Would you, would you get what I'm saying if I told you not because it's bad or poorly received, but because of what it did with the fiction? Yes
1: that's what i'm actually meaning yeah
0: yeah because it doesn't i i think ea would find a way to, to make themselves proud of it regardless if they wanted to make it work i think it's just that it's so off to the side it is literally a separate galaxy i think when they came up with the idea of the game if just 2020 hindsight and maybe this just plays out well because of you know how how the game ended up really um but it's almost like they separated it intentionally Mm -hmm. hey like no shepherd no past companions nothing like this is this has to be its own thing and if it works it works if it doesn't it's over that's it it's done and um it didn't work they put it on ice and it would make sense for them to come back strong with like the mass effect you know and love in a trilogy whether it is just here it is the same as as you remember or here it is we we fixed everything um yeah that's a good question i i think that they're just gonna ultimately pretend that Andromeda doesn't exist. And yeah. like I said, I want to specify for those listening, I think it's not because the game's bad, but because it's just so separate from their vision probably now with Mass Effect, I doubt they come back and say, let's do Andromeda again when they decide to make a brand new Mass Effect. That's how I look at it. At least Origins, though, that doesn't make sense because that literally was like, hey, here's the origin story of the, uh, do I want to spoil it? Black Mask, Batman what's going on with them, how that turns out like that was an origin story. I feel like that was important. I feel like it. Yeah. Helped build they don't.
1: Characters. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, guess I, they don't though. Yeah. It's so it's, it is the redheaded stepchild of games. It is yeah, so man. sad, man. It is it so really sad.
0: Is. It really is. And I know like I'm guilty of overhyping the Deathstroke boss fight, but I just, I think there was so much more to that game than, than that one moment that I think a lot yeah. of people jump to. Um, it, it was just, the, I think they did a really good job with the investigations I think that was one of the strongest points of the game. Like they, they actually sharpened a lot of things that Rocksteady left to the wayside, and I think people could find something to appreciate in that. I I just don't get why it's always got to be three games. Can't be four, right?
1: (laughs) But no, exactly. No, that's. I swear to God, that is it. That is exactly what happens. It's it's every when you look, it's like always three, and the fourth one always has an issue, or it's the Mm -hmm. third one has an issue and the fourth one's fine. Yeah.
0: Oh well. Alright, let's get into Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then we'll talk about Xbox. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla got revealed. Uh, This is the latest entry in the franchise. It took a year off last year, so the last time we played Assassin's Creed was with Odyssey in 2018. Uh, Valhalla, you play as Eivor. Um, It takes place during uh, 9th century England, or I'm sorry, it takes place in 9th century England. Um, You're a Viking, and the, the kingdoms of England are fragile, they're warring, and there's a settlement system that's core to this. It sounds a lot like, I mean, there's RPG mechanics. There's apparently visceral gameplay. There's these humongous, like, large-scale battles. There's so much to it that, that we'll try to comb through. But just generally speaking, when it comes to the reveal, a new Assassin's Creed game, it's Viking-based, like it had been rumored for a while. Ninth century England. Carrick, uh, does any of this speak to you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I oh, think that I think that they got caught sort of hyping it up because they've even corrected themselves when they were like, "It's a you know first of its kind base system," which is not true. They've had bases in multiple Assassin's Creed games. So then they sort of corrected, and later they did an interview, and then they did some tweets, and are like, "What we meant was it's not like the train and syndicate. It's not like the headquarters in two, I think it was when they yeah, first. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, I dude, yeah,
0: homestead it, right away. Not even. Yeah. Not even, yeah. yeah. Wow. Isn't
1: that weird? They've had it in a couple games and they were in this one. They were sort of like this is new and it's like not necessarily Um, right. But to me the idea of shields being back is awesome. So I didn't miss them in Odyssey, but I get why people did. So now you can dual wield you can dual wield <laughs> two shields, yeah. which sounds fucking awesome. This
0: is why I love games, man. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that'll that.
1: be me. Like a, a small shield and a big shield, and just be like, <laughs>
0: uh, just
1: heads I, in. Why not? <laughs> oh, dude. It, yeah, it could be so fun. And you know somebody if that there's going to be somebody doing something as dumb as possible. Like they'll find yeah. a way to like dual wield <laughs> the a dumbest build. shit. A shield build. Yeah, that's a shield build. build. Can you imagine that? um so there's that there was a rumor and you can certainly tell me if this is true uh abzi uh who had actually was on the podcast once when you were sick abzi had stated he had heard or read that there was a mercenary slash pawn system almost identical to dragon's dogma which includes Uh,
0: yeah that's confirmed yeah
1: is it because i went and looked at their official stuff and they never say it somebody else added in it sounds like this and then other people jumped on that but it was a normal twitch user or twitter user it was not ubisoft have I, you seen yeah. okay go I, ahead i'm sorry uh,
0: I, you no, no you're good i was just gonna say i, I found it on the official website it, it says i'm good. sure if you go and look now yeah on assassins creed.com it'll awesome. say share your viking online it's exactly how you described i couldn't think of the the name during my video, but yeah, it's the pawn system in Dragon's Dogma to a T. You you literally lend out your character, I guess, or a mercenary you create that friends can use online in raids, which I thought was pretty cool. It's awesome. I mean, yep. it, it doesn't it, it's exactly like what Dragon's Dogma did. It doesn't get in the way. It's a, a shared kind of interactive element, uh, but you don't need it. And I, I think that's a good way to handle it. So it's still for those who are worried, uh, it's still a single player game. But yeah, the rumor before that was it was co op, which I was kind of confused by because when I heard that, I was like, dude, wait, hold on. Because after unity, I feel like Asa- assassin's creed and Ubisoft has avoided doing literally anything that, that unity had, like they don't highlight big crowds anymore. <laughs> they don't yeah. highlight co-op right. elements anymore. Um, I think they did give the game away for free, uh, about a, a couple of weeks ago or a month or two ago. Um, so they did, they did that at least. And I think it's worth playing. I did enjoy my time with it cause it was completely bug free, which was weird. Um but yeah the the Assassin's Creed franchise is is staying single player which is good.
1: Yeah the pawn system if anybody hasn't played Dragon's Dogma is one of my favorite things because it is baby baby co-op. It's weird because like the character plays like you play. So I can tell on whose pawn i have just by how they act and how they play and i think that's great so so that's awesome that is confirmed i had not seen that so that's that's fantastic so i'm really excited for that the rest of the stuff i saw people like who were already worried about like will it have powers cuz odin was shown blah 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 i got to tell you man i just don't get excited or worried about a game until about 3 weeks prior so, follow me and you when we talked about Spider Man. It took me almost a month prior before I started like my excitement ramps. I remember that and yet. that's the same way I am with concern now. So, because we just, we don't, it's a CGI trailer, man. We don't even have gameplay yet. Hmm. So, to me, I'll wait till the gameplay to really, you know, does it look smooth, whatever. But that's, we're still ways away. Um, but I mean, everything I saw looked, uh, it looked cool. And there's only a couple places. I would have really been happy with them going to. You know, like, because everybody wants either Feudal Japan, Feudal China. Um, my friend Silver, he had mentioned Aztecs, and I would That'd have killed for that. I Like, that to me, when he mentioned it, I was like, oh my god, that would be the coolest yeah. thing ever. Um, especially with, like, you know, blood sacrifices and sun gods. Like, you could mm-hmm. do some crazy shit. So, yeah, excited. I mean, I, I want to see the gameplay, though, before I really... Yeah. jump in yeah
0: conceptually conceptually and we always mm-hmm. know you know and we always don't want to assume but we we can at least trust in based off past work uh, ubisoft always creates pretty pretty good worlds to explore yeah. uh, i think odyssey yeah. was incredibly fun i understand people's gripes that was another one that i kind of define how i define the outer worlds now where at launch everyone's like yes and then over time you start to see People airing out their grievances with the game, um, and and with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, some w- w- was with the writing. Um, some had issues with that first DLC, if I recall correctly. I forgot what that was all about, and I know some didn't like the abilities, the mythological elements. See, I I like Norse mythology a lot more than like Greek mythology. So for me, man, like when I saw that hint in the trailer of you saw odin you saw the raven yeah i was like yes please like that's awesome i love that um but i understand why some didn't like it i also haven't played odyssey's dlc i know there's something about atlantis
1: in dude the it's the best dlc ever made like <laughs> that's why it is so <laughs> good maddie it, it look talk to crazy herb in your discord
0: i saw like, the pictures he posted that's what almost made me do it man that looked so beautiful
1: it's next-level DLC. Like, we're talking game-length, full-story DLC. You should check it out.
0: I, I really want to. It's it's one of those that's always calling my name. It's What holds me back is, of course, now we know Valhalla's coming. Do I want an Assassin's Creed fix now?
1: Yeah, sure, right. And,
0: and satiate myself, or do I wait, I guess, with what's going on around us? Maybe this isn't as certain, but the rumor was it's supposed to come out September 23rd, I think is what I heard. Mm -hmm. Um, so if it's coming out that soon and it actually sticks to that date, then, you know, I, I feel, I feel like I would be really hungry then. And I could really sink my teeth into everything that game has to offer. Um, what's always, and I, I admit this bias entirely that what's always exciting about Ubisoft games is, is we usually can rely on pretty early review copies from them. So we, it's kind of that additional, like, all right, cool. Like I'm looking forward to really getting my hands on this and, and making a review for people um that always plays a factor but really uh, i'm just i'm pumped that the viking thing ended up being true and it was you know obviously we hear the concept and the idea of a concept is is to create an image in your head of of what something could be and i'm glad that the things i imagined in my head were captured in cgi trailers i'm not a fan of cgi trailers i think most people who watch me are pretty aware of that i make it pretty well known uh, but this is one that I was like, I wasn't like hyped. I was like, okay, like this, I'm excited. I, I want to see more. And usually, I'm left feeling kind of deflated after CGI. Uh, so that to me was uh, a pretty big step forward, and it shows that what they're doing is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes I, to the gameplay. Oh, it sorry. Looked good. Oh, I was just gonna say it, everything looked. I mean, it it looks super interesting to me. We'll just have to see. But I I don't see how they would. Dude, I said this in your Discord. Has even if you dislike um let's say unity like me because i had a lot of bugs uh more bugs than like story being an issue um has assassin's creed really made a bad game that wasn't the 2d shit games they made like they haven't really made a tangible bad game and that's what excites it always speaks me
0: to someone right
1: what'd you say like
0: it always speaks to someone right like there's always an assassin's creed that yeah
1: and their quality is always at this let's say if you do a number scale even the poor ones are in the 7.5 or 8 and so for such big games for so many titles being released even liberation like the smaller i I posted in your discord freedom cry which was like its own it it, which didn't get the greatest reviews but it's still in that 7.58 so to me usually their games are good or excellent and that that's exciting
0: yeah and obviously odyssey at least for me kind of ranked in more of that very good to excellent area because i am in love with rpgs people know that as well about me yeah i like them um, a lot. but it's, it's funny when you say that you take that bird's eye view that assassin's creed as a whole has been pretty consistent i'm sure yeah. there's gonna be people in the comments who are like well hold on what about this what about this and i i get that like assassin's creed 3 right you could poke a hole right in it and go hey it's not until chapter 6 the game starts and that's like 10 hours of gameplay and i i completely get that but for me i've always said that once you become an assassin in assassin's creed 3 like it's one of my favorites it's the homestead i love the setting i adore that setting uh, when it comes to the main story and stuff i'm not as keen on it but um as, as an Assassin's Creed game and a collect-a-thon, I, I adore Assassin's Creed 3. 2 is special for people for a number of reasons. You know, we got to look at, like, what, uh, I think it was Brotherhood that introduced multiplayer. Like they're always it was. Tinkering Brotherhood was with, good. With different things, man. So, you know, when you look at it, that's kind of what, what defined the series is its variety. But I think the annual release has killed it for a while, which is why, you know, when I realized yesterday... I was genuinely excited for Assassin's Creed. I think a lot of it was because they gave us, they give us time to miss it. And I think because we've had time to miss it, people realize how, how good it is, you know, and or how, what it can offer that other series can, which is like very awesome depictions of horror, historic, bleh, I said horror by accident, historical settings. Uh, now with some mythological elements and, and I can get behind that, man. I I love nothing more than being in a really interesting open world and having quests to do. And especially if, They take the choices more seriously, which they seem to be doing, uh, compared to to Odyssey, where there were, i put this in quotes, choices, and there were just a couple of major ones. Um, That would make me over the moon about this game, because it seems like the settlement's a pretty big part of those choices, from what I read.
1: I hope they do the cultist page, because in Odyssey, one of the greatest things was the cultists. Um, I was playing... uh, I can't remember what game it was. It was another ubisoft game what was i playing shit i was streaming it in our discord i can't remember what it was but somebody was laughing saying a lot of wildlands <laughs> oh that's thank you it was the other one it was uh break uh, br- uh breaking point um gotcha. one of the things somebody brought up while i was playing breaking point was that one of the things they like about ubisoft is they've gone more and more towards soft quest markers now where they're like like you can get hints like there's something to the south instead of boom Now you can do boom if you want, but if you don't, you can turn discovery mode on and it's more about, well, discovering things. And
0: yeah, I forgot they did that.
1: Yeah. And dude, I'm telling you, that's how I played primal, even though it didn't have discovery mode. I turned, once I got understood, understood what happened, I turned those HUD elements off and it does help a game. If, if you already like it, I guess is what I would say. If you like the world anyway, and you're fairly happy with whatever. So, I mean, other than Far Cry having a couple uh, misses, I think Assassin's Creed is one of the longest series that I've seen where they've had genuinely good games. I looked up Metacritic and it's like they're all 7.5 or above, and most are in the eights or above. So they have a very good history. Yeah. Regardless yeah. if I like them all. Yeah, man.
0: I mean, when you, like I said, to tack on to what I was mentioning about the variety, I mean, in three, it was just a little mini game to. to to have the ship and then four is like, what if we built a whole world around this thing, man? And you just start trekking through islands and collecting treasure and you start living out this pirate fantasy. Um, Like I said, I think for everyone, a lot of these games didn't hit, but the key aspect is that everyone has an Assassin's Creed game, right? Yeah. Everyone can call back to one and go like, yeah, that was, that was mine. You know, that was the one that really, hit the nail on the head and so future entries are interesting what can this do for me on and, and uh, what angle is it taking i personally i think you have the same approach i i approach assassin's creators like you know where are you going to take me right it's not like are you going to be are you going to bring Ezio back you, know, are you oh gonna do yeah no <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> not you know, not it, at all just, where are you taking me and <laughs> yeah. and are you what are you offering today day? yeah exactly yeah. you know what's today special on the menu so that's how i approach it and i'm, I'm very excited for Valhalla at least conceptually
1: yeah very much
0: when it comes to gameplay, though, let's move on to our next segment. Um, we can keep on with Assassin's Creed a little bit here. So Xbox is having an event as well. This doesn't seem to be a part of the Summer Games Fest, by the way. Right. Uh, this seems entirely separate. But Xbox Series X is hosting uh, an event for a first look at next-gen gameplay on Thursday, May 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or, I'm sorry, 8 a.m. I wrote 8 p.m. on the uh, on the notes here, but it's 8 a.m. Um I think Pacific time, actually, and then um, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, So, yeah, this event is happening. Uh, A lot of people were excited because immediately I was like, give me Fable 4. Um, A lot of people were like, oh, my God, Halo, as you had mentioned earlier. But I think that's going to be deeper into the summer because uh, some members of Xbox were quoting the tweet saying, hey, our our first-party studios are still working hard and we'll have something for you midsummer. And Xbox started to shift their their marketing focus on uh, of this event saying this is third-party stuff and Assassin's Creed had stated, or I'm sorry, Ubisoft had stated Assassin's Creed will be one of the games shown off here. But that was pretty much, um, pretty much it. So we got a new event coming just in a week. Uh, Are you excited for this? I imagine we're going to see like cyberpunk probably, right?
1: That's what I was wondering if they show cyberpunk, do they then, are they clipping the wings of, you know, the event that's now been announced? May, you know, because they do separate uh, d- deals for everything. But it'll be, if, if Microsoft gets Cy- uh, Cyberpunk at their event, that's pr- that's a pretty big get. Even if in the summer of games, they, they show that as well. Like that's, if Microsoft gets that. And Microsoft and CD Projekt Red seem to, I don't know what the term would be. Not in bed. But they they definitely seem to sort of be in the same... They're sort of in lockstep with each other. So I could definitely yeah. see that that showing up there. Dude, do you know what would be crazier? I mean, they said third party. I mean, imagine WB showing something at Microsoft's event. See, I, the reason why I bring these up is because it seems to me Microsoft is like, we are all in this gen. Mm-hmm. We're all like, I mean, Phil Spencer was like, we don't give a shit what the box looks like. We care what it performs like. And we'll worry about what it looks like later, which is why you got what looks like a fire log as, <laughs> as you're as your box right but they were so to me and then him saying like first parties and like you said i didn't know this but other other people saying you know first party studios are still working and him bringing it up i could see them just being like we've got some crap coming your way and and load it up which would be very cool it would be very cool to see microsoft come out gunning because then it means everybody else has to and that's sort of what i want
0: I saw Jason Schreier, formerly of Kotaku, saying how uh, in a couple of weeks as well, PlayStation's going to do an event. Correct. Team. Yeah. So it's coming to a head here. They're, they're both coming out swinging. Uh, looks like Microsoft, as they, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade, but as they have been, um, they are they are making the first move. Uh, what's cool about Assassin's Creed, just staying on that for a bit longer here between the gameplay and I think why it seems like they're, uh, you know, closer is because Valhalla will be also supporting like Cyberpunk, um, the smart delivery program for, for Series X for for those who are unaware, uh this is the system for the Series X where you can buy the game for the Xbox One, play it, and then not have to buy a whole separate game for your for your new system. You just put that same disk in and it will patch and upgrade and look much better. Um I'm currently looking for the the tweet that had um had mentioned So we could get the exact verbiage of um, what's going on with the first party studios. But when it comes to them, what do you want to see for, for those first party studios deeper into the summer?
1: Fable. Yeah. I would like to say, I mean, Fable. Yeah. I mean, playground studios is the ones who are doing it and they have shown like, I mean, you know, Forza is not connected to Fable obviously, but the graphics engine, how they've done things obviously worked quite well for like landscapes. Uh, and it, I, I think everybody's sort of expecting one major IP from Microsoft, and I do believe that Fable and Halo are sort of equal now. Most likely because Fable has had long enough for people to forget how poor two and three were. Sorry, I just wasn't as oh, big of a fan. Uh, okay, I'll just say one I loved, and then they went down from there. We'll just say it okay. that way, right? No, I
0: respect your opinion. I just I, I, I was surprised. You know, I yeah. usually hear two is like the two or one.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just really like the freshness of one for some reason. It was just new at the time, and two, two sense. did increase. Three, by the way, was just a Vaseline filter. That was just an ugly game. But mm-hmm. so, so it's been a while, right? But then Halo has had uh, has been more recent, but not done the greatest. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't really. You know, it's sort of. I would say is not tarnished, but it's a little dropped down. So to me, Fable's the bigger of the two, and I I legit mean that. I mean, Halo can do wonders. But if Fable knocks it out of the, like if they, if it looks like Sea of Thieves, but cranked up, as I mean that cartoonish look, because Sea of Thieves does look a little bit like a a really modified Fable. And so, like, Mm -hmm. if you've got a game that's that's that colorful and you see this character walk out and people are like, this is the game world, um, that's a huge, huge get for Microsoft. Additionally, all Microsoft has to say is, look at our game. Guess what? It's day one on Game Pass, and yeah. it, there is something that right now Microsoft is just—it's really hard to. I mean, every game that they announce, I just look at it and go, "Well, if I don't want to spend sixty, it's probably going to be on Game mm-hmm. Pass." Like it's weird. So if, if they show some quality, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to pass up.
0: Yeah, but, I had heard for for Xbox because you'd mentioned like oh. Sea of Thieves sort of has that similar look that a fable could have. And I, I had personally heard that Xbox is like sharing a lot of tech across the yes. studios, which isn't yeah. a foreign concept, by the way. I don't think it's like some type of inside scoop. I was told this, but I'm saying uh, it's not some type of like like crazy idea. PlayStation does it. We saw them do it with the uh, decim- decimal decima? decima engine. Yeah, yeah they, we saw them do that between uh, Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn. I did find the tweet, by the way. It's from Aaron Greenberg, who's GM, Xbox Games Marketing at Microsoft. Um, Let's see here. He says, so pumped to see our partners showing us a first look at Xbox Series X gameplay next week. Also, know the Xbox Game Studios teams are hard at work on some big summer plans. More details soon. I said soon. Soon. Um, So, yeah. Sometime during the summer, we're going to see those other teams. Mm -hmm. I, I know a lot is up in the air with this event uh apparently this was supposed to happen in i heard april and then it got pushed back into may um and then originally it was going to be one big event and then it got split into two uh and and then i also heard like oh they're going to throw an xbox first party game in this this coming event as a surprise at the end like maybe a halo i don't know that's just my guess um but then like you know that you got you got these two separate events where that might not be the case apparently just a lot's up in the air um, because of what's going on around us where we, they can't just have a, like a, a for sure, a certainty other than like, it's happening. It's going to be third party, but do we throw in this one first party that is ready to be shown now? Or do we wait a little bit longer until June or July? Um, you know what
1: else has happened, Maddie? I just, it just dawned on me. So I, I don't know about you. How long have you been doing your YouTube channel? When, like, when in did total? You, yeah. When did you start? What year? Do you remember?
2: Hmm.
0: think 20 i think if you look at my channel it should say 2010
1: and do you was that your first e3 no so it would have been 2011 for your first e3 because of when it happens right so 2011 would have probably like that i covered yeah or that you like really yeah
0: i mean i watched e3 i want to say before that yeah i watched e3 you know the thing is is i didn't i didn't do what i do with e3 now or 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 have rather where i would you know sit down watch it i would just let it happen because I didn't have any like serious career obligations. I just like watch what was on my YouTube feed afterwards. I'd go to my subscription box and just watch trailers.
1: So you, uh, and and I would, the reason why I was bringing it up is I would say since even then, I personally believe Sony has always portrayed themselves as a little bit more eclectic and highfalutin than Microsoft, who has always posed themselves as corporate, They've had the occasional guy with the hoodie come out and try to be street. But overall, (laughs) Microsoft has always had the guy doing the speech. And sometimes Sony's had that. But some Sony's had their Jack Trenton's who are very good at glib. And and they're very artistic. What I do believe is that the virus has caused an even ground. Microsoft did their last event where Phil Spencer talked on the world's crappiest microphone. And it was uh, not lying. That was the world's no, crappiest microphone. I've a never boring, heard of Mike. Did no, you hear him?
0: <laughs> no,
1: I don't know Dude, you to need case. to go back. Yeah, they did their event where they showed a couple games, and it's, it's like, like you're just sitting there going, <laughs> This is the head of Microsoft. So, but here's the thing that, that helps them even keel. I do believe that Microsoft probably has an issue right now where they're trying to figure out do we try to do a big event where it's all high, it looks great, and it's corporate? and everything is at its best or do we do the Phil Spencer at his house talking with the bad lighting and stuff and i do right. believe that there might be if there's two we may see a subtle thing where they sort of do one that's like hey we're 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 at home like you and then they do another that's sort of more professional and business like but one thing that's happened with this with everybody being stuck at home is they're all sort of able to get away with looking like crap like Phil showed up, he looked tired. And I think that actually helps Microsoft because if you track back 10 years ago, everybody would always say it. Microsoft doesn't know what the, they don't know the street. You know, they don't know gamers. They, they don't know how to, where like Sony always had that. I think that there's this weird thing now where, for example, Mike, Mark Kearney or Cerny, when he was talking about PS5 mm-hmm. with his fake co- audience and you were just sitting there going, what is this? Like, who's this guy talking to?
0: Bad funny.
1: Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, let me tell you about the SSD that, you know, he sounded like a fucking evil scientist. And everything was very presented. And then Microsoft does the at home thing. So it'll be very interesting to see how they both portray themselves to the consumer because the consumer's attitude is going to matter going I into think this
0: i think it's so easy to call that sony's gonna try something kind of similar to like the fake audience thing I dude just, sony's yeah.
1: do remember last year maddie when they had the yeah. fucking cello and shit wasn't going right and lights were turning you know like yeah. it just was a disaster um there's just
0: an elegance to them that they try to strike every time and it's like dude, yeah just come out and talk about your games like, yeah you know, right like, so, so i i think that's going
1: to be interesting
0: uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, Nintendo is a great example of their their highest members of Nintendo will come out on screen and it'll just be a plain white background. You know, obviously <laughs> they're in like a quote studio, <laughs> right? It's Just a white background. I could literally drape like a towel behind me. And it would, it's it would so true. The same thing. It, it's, it's so true. Exactly. So it's like you know, I don't get this need for uh, obviously there is a sense of professionalism, but like you don't got to we're playing games, man. You don't got to go crazy with it.
1: I think they're both going to be, I, I mean, I think it helps Microsoft in particular because they it sort of evens them both out. in in a way where it's like, now they can look human. Yeah. Even I'm not saying they are, I'm just saying they can look that way.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to the PlayStation side of things, we've got a drippy faucet. The last of us part two is uh, almost in its entirety leaked. Major um, plot points certain aspects of the story you know i i saw most of them we won't be spe- we won't be spoiling them today um you know i didn't watch any gameplay because although i read what happened on paper I, you know I, I am a believer of like okay i still want to see it play out and i channel a, a little bit of my carrick where you know sometimes you're like dude give me the spoiler you're like i want to i want to play out <laughs> yeah, right in front right you know like, let's do this i was like all right you know now i have an opportunity to do that Um, even if I didn't want to, it just, like I said, man, like it, it got, it got spoiled in a heartbeat. It was, there was like no avoiding that. It was everywhere. So, uh, first question for you before we get into your thoughts on the leak, Carrick is, did you get spoiled?
1: Yeah, I, I I checked out everything. Okay. So
0: no one did it for you. You, you did it
1: yourself no i I, dude i do you know i don't think i've been i just don't think i've been spoiled on anything or if i i don't pick it up but that rarely happens because i heard some horror stories about like dms and reddit where somebody was like in reddit and got a random dm clicked it and it was like you know the end result of Mm -hmm. the story in some Mm -hmm. game and no i've been lucky i i i actively searched for it
0: okay so with that in mind um what is your general response to A, what's transpired? We've seen that at first the reports were it was a disgruntled naughty dog employee. Now that's not the case. It turns out it's it's multiple individuals who are completely outside of naughty dog and Sony. Was this a product from working at home? But just general thoughts, I guess, on the situation and how it's developed.
1: I would I I I would assume that first of all uh, there won't be much from this particular game that will that will surprise me for like the behind the scenes and, and any decisions they make. I do think in the future, we're going to unfortunately have even more of a crunch on Sony when it comes to D, uh NDAs. Sony's already by far yeah. when you look at their NDAs, geez, man, dude, what their NDAs are like a puzzle from Broken Sword, the point and click game, trying to figure out what you can and can't show. Will bust your nuts. You'll be like, okay, part level three, part one, but I can't show this character ever or mention them. So I do think that you and I will be impacted by that kind of stuff. A huge yeah. crunch down. That's in fact, video. yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. actually under the belief that normal YouTubers will see a, a dearth on any big games of like codes where it'll be like you have to be have three letters in your name and you have to have be they'll be IGN to be getting any kind of code otherwise they might do events even where they're like from now on but production so we know that these games are sent to production they get burned and this has happened before we've had games that have leaked before or been sold copies have been sold from the production uh, units but i don't really care it sucks for the company though it sucks for anybody who worked on the game who wanted their story to not be spoiled i mean Mm -hmm. that's that's a shitter if i was a novelist that'd be a shitter if I was a YouTuber making a video review and somebody who spoiled the score, that's a shitter. So it sucks. If I was a company yeah. employee there, I would, I would hate it.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is, is a lot of people have, I think had trouble lending their hearts, uh, just because they're very disappointed with what's happening with the story. Um uh, which once again, you know, we, we won't be spoiling for those listening. So you don't have to worry, but a lot of people are so like, just horribly disappointed with what's going on. That, um,
1: they let it boil into the business part
0: yeah like they're like like, yeah i'm not telling anyone by the way that they they need to feel sympathy by the way i just want to make that painfully obvious um because i I understand why some don't because naughty dog has their reputation's gotten kind of down the tubes this last number of months between crunch reports and 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 some story decisions it's it quickly quickly went downhill from there certain staff members as well um yeah, man, but it it, it has just been, it, it, you know, life comes at you fast. I guess is the best way to put it. The leaks happened, and just like that, everyone was on top of Naughty Dog, just not a fan of what was happening. Um, some even saying like it saved them money, like they they feel as, like fans they were disrespected. I haven't s- sought out this aspect, so maybe you can confirm this for me. Is it beginning to end everything out there?
1: Is it beginning to end? Oh, yeah. you? Oh, I'm well, sorry. Do you mean the finish, content? Yeah.
0: Yes. Wow. Yeah. Cause like I had heard people saying afterwards, like, oh, the ending's actually not out there. Like, that's at the, th- the I think, a third through the game. In, uh, the,
1: yeah, so right? that could be true because you don't, mm-hmm. that could be true, but the, what is shown looks like an ending. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So mm-hmm. that, yeah. that is, that's, that's, that is, that is possible. That is possible. Yeah. The, I the mean, interesting
0: part of all of this is there was a, Debug menu in the gameplay, apparently Correct, yeah And so that meant it had to be from a developer's unit It couldn't be, like, you, you mentioned a street copy Like, no one could have just bought it or whatever So that that's where I start to spin my wheels I'm like, did someone, like, break into Naughty Dog and, and take it? Was it someone's house broken into? You know, like, what? what well,
1: happened? no, that can still be the production company The production company can still get a version of that And then they, they basically, you, you know how WinZip works? WinRar? yeah yeah. you know a zip program they absolutely can get one with that and then put it together where they are it just all there's so many places where that could have gone to a tester external i told you i was testing a game that didn't get released um an external tester could have had that it's there's so many ways that yeah because dude i i've tested games a full year before they've released not recently because i don't do it as much since i review but prior to that Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was, I mean, testing games, uh, Watch Dogs 1 in particular, I tested a year, it was probably a year prior to it ever even coming out. You know, um, oh, so...
0: That's nice, that was the Watch Dogs everyone was pumped for.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, and you're testing it for weird shit like connectivity or something you know like it's uh-huh. it's never really testing it from start to finish that uh those cutscenes and stuff yeah they got leaked it did de- it definitely had a dev menu which is probably how they figured out who it was by looking at which version out there has that menu and then you anybody after that you're like it's definitely not them and they're they're zeroing in dude i would never do that kind of shit because you have no clue if they watermarked the game too Is there a a flash for a quarter of a second that's like, you know, that states the IP address of where you are? Like, you have no clue. So I've always considered those people craziest to try to leak that stuff. But um, I will say this. I think it takes a next level amoral person, though, to try to pretend that because they don't like the story in the game, it's okay to celebrate the leak of the game. that doesn't make any sense that would be like 10 i mean i don't basically go and remove the brakes from everybody else's car if my brakes don't work that's completely idiotic like you have to be a sociopath to believe that so i've seen people celebrate this because they didn't like the story to me i don't know what to say that is borderline creepy to me and i'm not an emotional person but even i'm like that's borderline creepy like that's that like that kind of person is not somebody i trust with my kids that is very weird to think that but to be disappointed there's nothing wrong with that like yeah if you don't like the story it sucks not much yeah. to say
0: yeah i was going to say you know, the the separation of the product right that's what we always talk about you
1: know, and one person run versus run. 400 what if four, yeah. if 400 people are working on it and but one person made the choice for the story are you am i going to blame joe bob who fucking just figured out how to get a button to work in a game no like, and I'm not going to celebrate his demise either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't know anyone personally. I know he's dog. So if there's no, much I. I can say, but you know, it, it's, you know, it's also on the other, other end of the spectrum, you know, one person making a choice to leak the whole game. So everyone could suffer.
1: Um, yeah. That, what a jack. Also
0: right? just, yeah, man, that's that. That's a, that's a boggles my mind. Like someone got so caught up in whatever was going on. They're like, yep. All your years of hard work, everything you did for this game, yep, it's out there. You know, no one's got to pay for it. They can just go look, and boom, you know, we'll, we'll see what they think. Now, uh, that's why I, it, it, the action itself is so drastic. It does seem vengeful, which which is why the narrative of you know a disgruntled employee kind of sounded believable at first. But it might have just been someone saying, like, "Hey, check out the game."
1: Well, and a lot of people just don't like anything that has to do with homosexuality. And we know that that's a part of the game. Like, they just absolutely don't. I mean, that's, like, whatever. You have your own personal beliefs, and people can get really vengeful about all that stuff. They can get vengeful about a woman being the lead. I saw people absolutely hate me for liking Horizon Zero Dawn. Hate me. Like, hate me. Patrons Mm. were just dead set against... uh, Tomb Raider absolutely could not believe Tomb Raider had a female lead. So, I don't know, man. I don't... It, it, yeah and i'm like tomb raider dude that she was a female lead before you were born you weren't swimming in your daddy's nuts and that was yeah, it, it was already tomb raider right so um whatever like i don't really want to guess why people are mad or not mad i will just say that personally to me um if you spoiled somebody's stuff by like dm'ing them or person that's just a jackass thing to do and i saw a oh, lot dude, of people I having that. that
0: yeah like I, to
1: me that's more of the thing of like it um if you don't like it, that's one thing. But going out there and personally spoiling it is yeah, just Yeah, I that was childish. the one
0: thing that did genuinely bug me out of all of this was I would see on Twitter someone saying in a thread like, Yeah, I'm avoiding spoilers because, you know, I do want to play it for myself, but what's happening, you know, I really hope it's not as bad as people say it is. And then someone will respond and be like, bah, 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 bah. like, boom, there it is. Like there's the whole there's a little synopsis of every major event that happened and, and it's just like dude like why why do that to someone let them you know it's their money you don't choose where they want to spend it what they want it's their time you don't choose what they want to play like that's not how it works um that you know if people want to crack like memes and stuff like i i get that like i i'd expect that rather but someone just saying like yeah i'm I'm waiting and they're like yep i found you and guess what you're getting the game spoiled because i say so Eh, fuck that fuck that shit
1: do you know how many people Um, i get mad at me because they can't spoil me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty weird how aggressive people get. They're like, "How? What do you mean? You don't you don't care if you're spoiled?" And I'm like, "I don't care." And they actually get mad. They wanted to spoil it. They're like, "Ah, whatever." Yeah, just yeah. like, dude. I mean, there's more things to worry about. Uh, I will say that, regardless of all this, uh, unfortunately, it's just going to hurt everybody. Like I said, you'll get reviewers. I'm sure we'll see a lockdown because Sony's already locked down. Yeah, we're, we're going to see a huge lockdown. Did you do Final Fantasy? Pri- Did you get a Square Enix code? Yes, did you see their weird ass um, NDA about like if you were reviewing it prior to its release, you had to put ad did you see that?
0: Yep, we all had to change our titles. Is that not? Everyone.
1: oh yeah okay, I couldn't remember uh, that was yeah. the weirdest, most aggressive, Thing I've ever, like, I, other YouTubers were emailing me going, like, did you just get an email saying you had to put this in front of your, like, that makes no sense. Yeah, and it then kind
0: of, like, it watered down the value of the review because everyone thought we were, like, paid to do it. They are like, add, add. Like, why do you, you know, why do you got to put that in your title? And you, know, and
1: you were able to switch it back it once it was out, which was the weirdest thing. They were, like, no. after this date, you can then just put sponsored, which is the normal thing. It was so broken, but that's what Sony's going to start doing. Sony will, yeah. ab- you are going to see them like start, you you barely anybody will get it. And there's going to be all kinds of claims on stuff. It's, it's unfortunate because it's going to hurt future games.
0: Yep. hundred percent because of the size of this game. It's, it's not a yeah. small release, even at this point in the game. When are we uh, getting
1: it? Have we got any word?
0: June, uh, June 19th. Oh, that's right. Coming out at the same time. They also confirmed Ghost Tsushima as I think July 17th
1: you excited for ghosts
0: uh yeah i'm still more excited for the last of us just because i i had said um you know i've played a lot of ninja games uh japan games like whether it's something crazy like persona or of course more Mm -hmm. relatable would be neo sekiro you know because i gave that a second try earlier this year i've played like a lot of japanese inspired games where uh believe it or not i know a lot of people would would brand the last of us is this generic post-apocalyptic thing which i get um it's just that from what i've played recently that's actually a very refreshing looking game it's like oh that's i haven't played something like that in a while outside of fallout and fallout i've dabbled in for about (laughs) four or five years straight now so you know what's the difference um so yeah that that's why i'm more excited for the last of us otherwise i'm I'm sure i'd be all in on ghost of sushi ghost
1: Are, are do you know why I th- that game. That do you know why i think right? i am dude is because what they did that second son which i wasn't a huge fan of but those guys know their action and you know sure. you and i talked about i know you weren't in love with sekiro i can't remember if you ended up at the end loving or disliking or or liking neo but or neo2 but the thing is is oh, that those guys are doing a Japanese inspired samurai inspired game from those guys who know their action in a more flicky mm-hmm. sense than Sekiro so to me that's pretty cool cuz that might get some people it's a mini it looks like it could be a mini Sekiro or where or a mini Neo where it's like it's a little harder but it's not so hard and so slow and everybody's moving in molasses that yeah. it could get a lot of people to jump into the genre which could be it's cool It's probably also a lot more open but I have it, mm,
0: yeah. You know, the thing is, is because it's Sucker Punch, I think people are glazing over it, but it definitely from when we look at the same pattern that happened with Days Gone and the way they're approaching Ghost of Tsushima, I'm sorry, but like, I don't have a lot of confidence in that game right now just because they oh. are really quiet on it. And they, you mean
1: Sony themselves?
0: Yeah, in general, like just, yeah, they provide a release date updates. But I think the last time we heard something was what I think February or beginning of March. Uh, nothing since, and the game's coming out in two months. Um, I, you know, it just kind of like have we seen the game actually in motion, full gameplay since its E3 reveal at like 2018? We really haven't. So um that's you know, you combine that, how close we're getting to launch, it it screams to me the the lack of confidence that we saw similar to Days Gone. We'll see though. I could be wrong because I, I think that Sucker Punch is a a very not that Sony Bend isn't, but I think Sucker Punch is very capable. But it's been it's been six years since they launched the game as well. So this game, this, they had some trouble putting this together. They, they, there was no coincidence that they were gone for so long. So that's kind of where I sit on it. In more positive news, Battlefront is back. Carrick, you pointed <laughs> me in yeah. the direction of this news, and so uh, would you like to just go through it?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't have it brought. Oh, well, no, I do. Hang on. Are we talking about Battlefront Classic? The weird thing oh, I say? Of course. Of yeah. Course. All right. So yeah, this is short. This is just actually on Steam's website. But it basically, I don't understand why Star Wars Battlefront, which by the way, is only 4 on Steam, is now got online multiplayer. It's been added to the game. We also made the following changes. French, Italian, German, Spanish language supporter added additional audio support, which I just now am seeing, and addressed a number of menu and gameplay issues for a number of different screen sizes, which I do remember might be your 16 by 9 and your 21, mm-hmm. whatever your ultra-wide is. But yeah, so they basically went back and added online into the Steam version of a game that is like, how many years old? Ancient years old?
0: I think that's 2004, <laughs> say 2004, or 2005, I think 2005. Just that's, insane. It's,
1: in- it's insane. It was such a weird thing to see in my news.
0: Yeah, man. And it reminds me of what they did with KOTOR two, where I remember, I think it was 2014. Just, I woke up one day <clears throat> and they were like, uh, yeah, we added achievements, we added uh, <laughs> widescreen support, we added controller right. support, we added uh, uh, all this, all mods, you know, you could do everything to KOTOR 2 now, and I'm like, number one, why just two, right? And the, the same question's happening here, why is just Battlefront 1 getting this? I just something with these older Battlefront games, they just touch them up. I think the timing, though, is interesting because we did just get the release uh, last month of Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy on PS4. Uh, back and I want to say December was uh jedi Knight jedi outcast 2 on, absolutely on correct yeah and, right. and so I I would not be surprised if now that the support for battlefront 2 um and by support I mean like brand new content like new skins maps modes uh, being added to battlefront 2 the the current one is done that they may be looking into some type of re-release with this game on modern consoles and i think the first step is activating that multiplayer it could also not be that deep it could very well be a kotor 2 where they're like hey uh this game is a lot better now have fun And that's it they just leave it and i don't know how it works rights wise i really don't
1: all i know is i was i mean it's weird to see games that old get like updated for online support. Cause that would mean they'd have to figure out a bunch of shit in behind the scenes. So yeah, it was just Great. cool to see it. And it's, and it yeah, exactly. Like it's a cool little bonus. It's a $5 game. Maybe they did it all because of what's happening right now. And they were like, Hey, you know, people want to play star Wars. They gave them Jedi Knight, like you said, or Jedi Academy, whichever one. Yeah. Jedi Academy. Yep. So yeah, did, yeah. You get, did you see the video of the guy on the PC version, hacking into the console version with his mouse and keyboard? And ru- 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 ruining people in Academy. So take you can hack into the console version very easily from the PC. They're literally, like you can see the IP address from the console. So somebody people were figuring out how to hack in with their PC version and mouse and keyboard against people with a game. And it was oh a God. slaughter. It was a slot. There's a video of like 30 deaths to zero where some dude. Just <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. I don't know if they fixed it either, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch.
0: <laughs> they, uh, now that I think about it in 2017 with battlefront two, they had, uh, I think they had reactivated their servers or talked about taking them down or did take them down. And I think like game spy stepped in and reactivated them uh, something happened with Battlefront Two where the multiplayer got a resurgence, and I mm. remember going on it, and it was really disappointing. Like it was laggy all over the place, did not oh, work well at bad. all. Um, so I'm I'm curious how this one. I'm gonna test it out. I don't own it for some reason on Steam. I don't know why, but uh, now that they've updated it and it's five bucks, I'm like, all right, yeah, why not? You know, let's see how it is. Uh, I might even end up playing it on stream tonight, just seeing what what's the haps with it. Because um, I I love the original Battlefront. Um, I like Battlefront 2 a lot more. But, um, yeah, Battlefront 1, a lot of people love the maps for that game. They feel like, from any anyone I've talked to, whether uh, it's one of my mods or one of my good friends, Rob, you know, they I hear them all the time go like, oh, I love Battlefront 1's maps, and people tend to agree with them. So, that's available now if you guys are interested. It's a free update. Game is 5 bucks only on Steam. And now, Carrick, to the most extensive and best part of the show... We have oh, our shit. Patreon questions. Who knows this we I didn't this week I I did a little test. I wanted to see who was thinking of us. I didn't tag anyone this time. So, we'll see and it says we have 13 new messages. Oh my. All right. Where do we begin? Here we are. All right, our first question comes from Skuma vendor. Um, I, I thought, you know, I got confused because we have our other podcast, BFGFAFK with my girlfriend and he mm-hmm. had posted a question in there as well. And I was like, wait, he's not new. He, he already posted one over there, but that was much earlier in the week. So Skuba Vendor writes, Hey guys, long time listener, first time caller. We wish you guys could call in. That'd be cool. Over the lockdown, which has been running for over four weeks in the UK, I've had a lot of free time to start playing video games again. I was all ready to jump into Wastelanders when I ended up playing ESO with an old friend and I haven't really given much fall, uh, much fallout a thought. I guess it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth, even though I tried really hard to perceive, uh, persevere, I think he's trying to say, through its issues do you ever think that bad taste will ever truly go away for people or will it always be there as a memory? I think forgiveness is the key here. Yeah.
1: For yes. But to forgive, you have to remember what the problem was. And so I do believe like no man's well, sorry, but I, so no No, man's sky, no man's sky. I say is awesome because it wasn't. Does that make sense? But like every time we talk about no man's sky, I always say, man, They've done a ton because a ton wasn't done when it, fir- got, it first got released. So, <laughs> yeah. in a weird way, I do believe we will like people will move on if they continue to support it. You sound like you're actually liking the new content. A couple people I've talked to seem to like it. If they continue to do that, yes, but it will never be forgotten because the next game they release, I can guarantee you, people will say, eh, "Remember mm-hmm. Fallout 70? Like it, it once, once it's stained, man, it's uh, it's impossible. I mean, people have a long memory. It'll be a long time before yeah. people forget that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I think uh, you put it perfectly. There's no better way to put it. You know, with 76, the reason I'm saying I enjoy it now is because of Wastelanders. Without Wastelanders, and once you're done with Wastelanders even, the game, it doesn't have an end game. It's not very fun. You know, the base game still exists, and I don't enjoy grinding away in that game. So, yeah, it's All it's right. a perfect way of putting it. It's It's good. It's better and more enjoyable now because wastelanders is there on top of the original game which is not very good so very well said holzer19 writes in is there a game that according to everything you know about yourself that you actually shouldn't like but do (laughs) yeah
1: yeah you shouldn't like Right, that, he's yeah, saying. Yeah. Should...
0: He says that according to everything you know about yourself, you shouldn't like, but actually do like a game that conflicts with your desires. I guess. Yeah,
1: life is life is strange. Number one, the first entire series of that game, dude, it's about seventeen year old girls in high school. What the like? Fuck, do I know? <laughs> I'm it, I'm I, I. Sims four. Like, but but Sims four makes sense because you can you know light people on fire. Life is strange has none of that, and hmm. I yeah definitely for me.
0: I got two. One would be more relevant for listeners of the show. The other is just a uh, an idea that came to mind now when I was looking at my game shelf. Uh the first is DBS. I've talked about the Dragon Ball Super card game a lot. I am against like a lot of in-game purchases. If your game is free, that's fine, but I'm I'm not interested yeah, in buying right. additional stuff on top of the product. I've bought a lot of card packs. That very <laughs> much conflicts with my everything I stand for. And it's 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 a guilty pleasure it's separate from gaming and i think it's a it's a great game which is why i happily spend that money yeah. uh but yeah that definitely is something i shouldn't like doing my friends my, one of my friends uh he he his guilty pleasure is mobile games and he'll he'll you know he'll put a lot of time into them and i always groan for it as a joke like oh man you're not really a gamer now aren't you uh, but he'll always bring up that I'm I'm buying card packs. So, you know, am I am I true to my belief? So yeah, that's definitely one right there. Uh the other one that comes to mind is Catherine. Uh I'm not really mm. into games with dating. Like we talked about on the show. I think romance and games is is weird often, mm. but I think it's because that game has such a, a comedic edge to it. It's incredibly funny game. Um and it it's it's written so well and there's so many endings and agency. The, and it, it becomes, I always say, it's not really a dating game once you actually sit down with it. It's a puzzle game with, I feel, social elements. Um, mm-hmm. But it is about this guy, Vincent, who's figuring out his love life. And that's where the choice comes in on how you spend your time, who you spend it with, who you ignore, whose phone calls you pick up, that type of stuff. And and so there are dating elements. But uh, that's definitely another type of game where I'm, you know, I, I don't mind romancing games, right? Like I, we were just talking earlier about Mass Effect. I love, I love Persona. That's got dating in it. But a game based around that concept usually is not one. I'm like, yeah, I got to play that. But, um, C- Catherine's easily last year was full body. It was one of my favorite games I played. And I kind of regret not putting it in my top five for the year because, uh, it definitely should have been there. I, pl- I replayed that game twice and, um, I want to play it a third time. I, I still think about it a lot. It's, it's a, a hilarious game, but it's also just enjoyable to see how the story plays out. Um, So I I highly recommend that one if you can tolerate puzzles. But yeah, those are two games that conflict with me. All right, Ross says, hi guys, how are you? I have three questions for both of you. Number one, this will be interesting to hear what your answer is. What's your dream Fallout mod or any game? It doesn't matter, so you can pick one or the other. My voice is cracked there. Mine is a Fallout New Vegas mod where you become the general of the Enclave, taking down each and every town and faction in the Mojave Wasteland. You recruit townspeople through different methods such as speech skill, gun skill, etc., the game leads to a full on assault on the strip where you secure your position as the main faction of the area. Also, would love to have the ability to customize towns, create bases, fly vertebrates, and blah, blah, blah. That's not me saying that. That's what he wrote. Uh, it basically would feel like a standalone game uh, with all of the things I would personally dream of having added to it. So, do you have? I mean, I know you said you've messed around with Fallout mods, but yeah, do you have a dream mod in mind? And if not, that's fine. He says, or any game, it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm more towards the, like, does it sit like, yeah, I, I definitely have one. If there was a mod out there that could make random missions that felt like they were real missions, I would probably never play a different game. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, Skyrim tried and you've got those missions from the bartenders who are like, go kill this guy. And they do an okay passable job of giving you some stuff to do. I would definitely kill for that kind of thing. And there is a mod. I do have to mention it because there is a guy who tried this called the bulletin board mod for Skyrim, which gives you odd jobs and they're actually pretty damn cool. There's some pretty cool ones uh, randomly generated. I would love that because me that like to continue, I don't have a problem if it feels alive, continually playing the same game. So I would love something like,
0: I agree with that. Uh, For me, I know this is going to sound like a cop-out, but really, I feel like Sky Oblivion was sort of my dream mod. I love Oblivion; It was kind of the open-world RPG that pulled me into loving Bethesda Game Studios games. And, um, you know, when I went back to it in 2018, I think it was for uh, a review for that year, uh, seeing how it had aged, I really liked it as a concept. The music, oh my god, is so good. Um, I I love... You could see for its time, it was clearly a very impressive game, but now playing it... It felt like a game with relying heavily on procedural generation, um, you know, reuse voice actors everywhere and actresses everywhere uh, stuff that bogs down a game nowadays that's uh, back then was, was passable. And it, it, it yeah. was so big and revolutionary. Uh, so for me, like sky oblivion was my dream mod. Cause I was like, man, like I'd love to see Bethesda take one of their older games and remake it in their, in their current tech with their current technology and modders are doing that with Oblivion, which is the game I would pick. I would pick that, and I would pick Morrowind, which they're doing with Skywind. So those, were, those would instantly be my two picks. I know you said Fallout, but for me, like, when it comes to Fallout, I've tinkered with so many Fallout mods, and I think the creativity of modders is so impressive. I wouldn't even want to pitch some of my ideas. Like, I would never pitch the idea of Fallout Dust. But Fallout Dust is easily my favorite New Vegas mod. I love the concept of it. Yeah, hey, they're very make... good with mods. Exactly. Like, hey, let's just make let's just make New Vegas this incredibly difficult game, heavy survival focus, and what's happening is instead of exploring the map and doing new things, it's a totally different game. It's like NPCs are in different spots. Everyone's trying to kill you and you're trying to escape. I was like, I love that concept. I never would have come up with that. And that definitely would have been like a, a mod that could be considered a dream mod. It's still my favorite. So yeah, man, I I mean there's there's ways you can like fanfic it up, but for me, I, I don't buy into those types of mods much because I I appreciate the modders' hard hard work. Um I, I I've talked about a number of mods on my channel, but it's hard for me to care deeply about the lore because I know it's not canon. So
1: yeah, that's def- that would definitely be an issue. If the exactly. lore is not just, canon, you're just like, mm, it's not really affecting anything. Which is
0: why it brings me back to Sky: Blivion and Skywind, where it's like, okay, these are the same games, but in different technology. And if you're going to touch up dungeons and make those better, where they're not as rinse and repeat, um, yeah, then then dude, like that's exactly what I want. So a long answer to your question, but hopefully it's sufficient. Number two, have you heard of the band Death Grips? I have not i have not wow okay yeah i'm not good with music so i apologize uh ross but i have not and three have you guys ever played a musical interest, instrument if not what instrument interests you
1: guitar and drums i've played not well <laughs> in fact i almost Do killed have- myself doing playing playing a guitar
0: really did you fall off the stage almost
1: no, because I do nothing half-assed. So I sat up and tried to fucking learn the guitar in like four fucking solid days and almost broke my back. It was horrid. I got a guitar and I'm like, I'm just, this is the way I've done it. I've done it. everything yeah. I've ever wanted to do is I'm just like, I dive in. And even my wife was like, dude, you look like the Hunchback in Notre Dame right now. Because I'd be like, you know, bent over playing it. <laughs> By the time I was done, Maddie, I could play like three fucking chords. That was it. Right. And I was in such Stop. pain. I fucking destroyed my neck for like two weeks and which they'll warn you is easy to do. But like yeah. I jumped into it really hard.
0: Um, when I was younger, I tried the electric guitar. I thought that'd be kind of cool. My dad was is very, very much musically inclined. He, he's a very talented drummer. Um, so he was kind of like in on seeing if I was interested in any of that stuff. And I gave it a fair shake. I would always hit, hit the drums like a dumbass. I, I didn't know how to play play. Um, but yeah, he would, he would teach me that type of stuff. I messed around with the guitar for a little bit, but eventually I, I actually liked playing the piano. Um, that was one that kind of came to me cause I had long fingers, even when I, was I can play the play. piano.
1: I don't know why I didn't mention that. That's weird.
0: So oh. well, there you go.
1: That's weird. Such Continue. Natural talent. It just didn't come I, to you. <laughs> that's, that's odd. Yeah. Piano is awesome, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm sure I couldn't play anything now, but I, I love the piano. If I were to actually pick one up, it would be. And this is not me trying to sound quirky and original, but genuinely, I saw Trans Siberian Orchestra play live, and there's this guy who's in the middle with a electric violin, and he just some of the <laughs> things he played sounded uh, so cool,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, he had a style and flair to how he played it that I was like, man, you know that that is an instrument I would love to learn how to play.
1: You have long fingers? Yes, long fingers. God damn so. it, I need to wash my hands before we do an event. I feel like I'm an <laughs> anti-virus discussion right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> people don't realize, man, you do need, that was, I, that was tough when I was younger trying to do the piano. And even now when I play, when I make music, it's I have a keyboard and with with short stubby fucking clubbing fingers like I've got, it's, it's much more difficult to do the piano.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Vault 101 guy says it's been far too long since I posted, but I have a few questions. Number one, do you think cyberpunk will live up to the hype? I don't think so.
1: I mean, who's like, like the
0: the public's hype of it's going to be the best game ever.
1: Is that what people are saying? Yeah. See, I don't even even follow that.
0: Selling it pretty high. Oh no. Like even freaking out when they saw the, the ratings board which I understand it like, you know, they, I think it was like 18 plus or something like that. And it had like, you know, everything from top to bottom that could be mature rated was in there. And (laughs) I think someone from CD project red was like, we don't fuck around, you know? And, and and like, even that caught traction, like something that just should not, I don't say it like, and people are going to think I'm jaded when I say it, but just something that shouldn't be in the news mill made into the news. Dude,
1: no, that's not what you're saying is not not wrong. It's It's not, not that's not, no, that's thirst, man. That's dude straight up thirsty for that butt. Like, that's all, that's all people are is thirsty for that game. And don't blow it out of proportion, people, or you're going to be unhappy as fuck.
0: Yeah. I I just say it because a lot of people think it it like always take it in a negative way. I'm like, dude, look, I played Fallout 4, I was like at the peak hype. Like, I know what (laughs) it's like to. Yeah, I was there, man. Like, I know what it's like to just drive your head right into a game and be like, this has to be incredible, and you believe it is until you pull your head out of your ass a couple months later and realize, like, okay, this is good, but, um, and you start to develop a more critical nature. That's all I try to advise people with this game because, it, you know, you could say that for a million other titles that come around that I start to get excited for and try to bounce it back on me, but with Cyberpunk, there's a very specific, palpable hype with that game that can be dangerous. And it absolutely can hurt the game because I think it will be a very good game. I don't know if it'll live up to the hype that people are putting it up to, which is just this unattainable game that, like, it's going to do absolutely everything. Like, you're going to be the best race car driver, 18 different endings, uh, you know, first, immersive first-person gunplay, like everything from top to bottom. I, I don't know. There, there's going to be shortcomings. It does, it's doing a lot of things and like games that do a lot of things, some aspects will be stronger than others. Number two, unless you have more to say, sorry.
1: It's not really something like for a discussion, but I was going to say, I don't really know of a game that we've all talked about that is a classic anyway, whether it be Zelda, uh, the new Zelda on the Switch, or whether it be Death Stranding or whatever. I think almost every game, including Witcher 3, because sorry, but Witcher 3 had some shit ass controls until they patched it after release. So like there hasn't really been a game that I think will ever live up to standards. And this one is already so beyond that. I think the best bet is to return your standards back to wanting a good game game and just, yeah. And going from there. So I don't really follow the hype of what the world thinks, but I also, dude, I don't know about you, Maddie, but every time I say something's good, there's actually more people saying to me, it'll be bad. So to me, I actually see a lot of people thinking it's not going to be good.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: If the, does that make sense? Cause I bring up and
0: I'll
1: bring up saying I'm excited and people be like, it's going to be dumb. So I don't really see this thing where everybody thinks it'll be good, but I do see the thirst you talked about.
0: It might be. Well, yeah, the thirst for sure. That's on, that's definitely on Twitter. It's a good term. Um, but when it comes to like the the oh it's got to be amazing it might be because i run mostly an rpg focused channel so it feels oh, like oh true that game yeah that's true a lot as a saving grace for literally anything like well this sucks but thank god cyberpunk's coming okay. and i share like the sentiment of like i'm very much anticipating it like many people but i just worry that basing everything off of that game can only lead to some measure of disappointment
1: i would agree with that
0: yeah Number two, do you think Mad Max the game will ever get a sequel? This is a perfect question for you. Had a blast with the game, even though it used the Ubisoft format of a checkbox type game. Carrick, you are our resident Mad Max the game expert. Do you think it gets a sequel? Because technically, doesn't Warner Brothers have that too? It, it
1: also, oh te- yeah, it and it also actually, now that I looked into it, it actually did uh, very good. In total sales, it. Oh. I, but I just don't think there currently there's no Mad Max movie that I know of coming out, which would have also helped, you know, to do a crossover kind of thing or whatever. But I haven't heard I haven't heard any rumors at all about that. Um, so I don't think so. And I mm-hmm. like the game, but no.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't mind it. I think it was for as much as I don't like it as character. I think that uh, it it. Had a lot of unique things to it that if they tried to round out the like, yeah, fix them. Ubisoft check world, check yeah. checklist world, yeah, that would that game would be very, very good because the combat, I love the combat. Yeah, you could be like, oh, it's free flow again, but man, that tell me another game that had such bone crunching combat.
1: <laughs> it was, it was Holy. hilarious that time. Holy. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> the guy like leaning every... into it. Every punch, yeah,
0: like the enemy jumped into your fist and just fucking ate it. And like the sound design, just, yeah, so good. Really, I would recommend it now just because I'm sure the price is
1: is relatively low. super low.
0: Number three, have you guys played Observer? Amazing game if you haven't. I I tinkered with it for about two hours, hour and a half. Uh, It was all right. I I did it on stream. It was okay. Did you play it?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would say I agree. I don't think it's the greatest game in the world. I think there's some good parts and bad parts to it.
0: Yeah. That's the one where you control, like, different cameras on the ship. Uh, I
1: think. No, sorry. Sorry. I'm thinking oh. – yeah, I scratched that. I'm thinking of the Rutger Hauer-led one. Give me one second.
0: Yeah, yeah. double check, because I, th- I might be thinking of the wrong game, too. If that's the one that – Because I, I was
1: not more. a fan of that one, by the way, the one you're talking about.
0: But yeah, if that's what we're thinking of,
1: nope. I was that, uh, I, I was uh, talking about the Observer, which is um, it is Rucker Howard as a, a cyberpunk detective.
0: Okay, now then, that I'm thinking of a different game.
1: What is the game you're talking about? Because I didn't like it either. Um, where you're the cameras and you like? You're I on, think like, I even went station, into your right? Twitch channel when you were doing it. it was like, why are you yeah, playing you this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What the hell
0: was that? Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: <sighs> it was not It was not no, no, fun, though. Man. That was boring, yeah. man.
0: It, it was definitely not a, a fun stream game. It was a little creepy, but you know, it, d- it didn't pull me in. It was free on Epic Game Store, too. That's mm-hmm. why I played it. What the hell was it? We'll figure it out eventually. Holzer19 once more. Say Starfield is a critical and financial success. Are you worried about the high demand by fans for The Elder Scrolls Fallout and Starfield and Bethesda's ability to be able to keep the time between each entry and their respective franchises reasonable? Or do you think the studio expansions will be sufficient to address this potential issue? I think if Starfield is a huge success, you have a rockstar situation with Bethesda because even if 76 sucks, people still love fallout. Like if Bethesda tomorrow said, yep, fallout five's coming this fall. Oh my God. Internet would explode. Elder, Elder Scrolls definitely out of all three of these is, is probably their most popular and the one they've handled the most successfully with Elder Scrolls Online being really good and, of course, the mainline entries. Um, but, yeah, I think if Starfield ends up being as good as people had hoped, which who knows how that turns out, um, I, I, I really think they're just going to be, like, rockstar. They'll just handle it as they go because Elder Scrolls 6 is a really long ways away still. What do you think?
1: No, I agree with all that. There's, I don't disagree with any of that. That's pretty much exactly what I was going to say.
0: Okay. That's a quick question to answer, just like that. Natural Calamity has a set of questions as well. Number one, how do you feel? Wow, a lot of, lot of Elder Scrolls and Fallout questions this time around. Usually they're, they're pretty different. Uh, how would you feel about Elder Scrolls Six uh, if it was strictly uh, a single-player game but released other parts of Tamriel as DLC, expanding the world, or maybe allowing travel to other smaller parts of these regions of Tamriel?
1: If it was good, I'd love it. If it was bad, I'd hate it. That's yeah. Like, that would, I would be awesome. I would
0: like that, but I, I I think Elder Scrolls flourishes and 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 finds its success in in doing because we kind of see that with Elder Scrolls Online. So if you like that, go play ESO. It's a, it's further back in the Elder Scrolls timeline, but. That's exactly what you're describing like parts of Tamriel come out as DLC. So I don't think the mainline series will ever do what you're suggesting because they are You don't think
1: they'll, they'll do home. a Shivering Isles kind of thing? Cuz Shivering they'll Isles an was an
0: engine but not Oh, like, we're in Elsewhere, I'm... now we're going back to Skyrim like that. I
1: was of thing. okay, then I'm confused. I was thinking more like Shivering Isles than another one than another one like Oh, no. I no, like I, I see what you're
0: saying. He's saying, like, you're in Morrowind, and then they release a Cyrodiil expansion, so you go back to where Oblivion was, and they release a Skyrim expansion, you go there, like, I don't think they'll ever do that because of the MMO, at least.
1: I think you're right, the MMO, even though it's not them, uh, has done tremendously well, and I think that's where they're gonna, you're also gonna see them try out things or whatever, they're able to get away with it, so, yeah.
0: Number two, do you think Elder Scrolls 6 will – another ES6 question. Wow. Do you think Elder Scrolls 6 will become – will one day become parallel to Half-Life 3 and becoming a game that never actually releases and becomes more of a dream than a reality? Uh, No. No. Definitely not. Definitely not because Half-Life 3 will never come out probably. Uh, Maybe it's a little different because of Alex. I haven't played that, so I might have to take that comment back. But with Elder Scrolls 6, it's happening. It's absolutely happening like they're actively working on it and it's just about technology. They've said time in time out. They're like we're waiting for the right tech We're waiting for the right tech and that that's not like Bethesda you know there are there are a lot of things but I think if they wanted to get an Elder Scrolls game out by now they would have already but I think they have a pretty grand idea for the next one and I I admire them not compromising that vision whether it's good or bad we'll see but I admire that they're just they have a good idea for what they want to do with the game and I think that will make it the best possible game. So I don't think it'll be a Half-Life 3. It might be a while. You might have to wait another five years, but that's just me. What about you?
1: No, I agreed at the starting. I agree with what you're saying. No, that's all right. Uh, I will say people mistake Valve for a normal software company. Valve has hardware in the shape of VR, and they've got Steam in the shape of the largest digital storefront in the world. So there's a reason why Half-Life 3 is not the same. They do not need to do Half-Life 3. They do not need the money yeah. to do Half-Life 3. They did Half-Life Alex, which is phenomenal and is a full VR Half-Life game. Um, and they could certainly do three when they want to. But they are not in the same boat as Bethesda, which is a technically a software developer slash publisher. They are just software. They have to keep making stuff.
0: Yeah. Good point. Very good point. Last question from Natural Calamity. Do you ever foresee console players ever getting the chance to have free range modding on their games like there is on PC? This would be more for you because it's definitely more tech heavy.
1: I think he's thinking beyond like doing it on PC and uploading it. Somehow having a PC and a mouse and keyboard and maybe doing it in a console environment. But no, that would be there'd be no reason to do that. I think um what your fallout game do so right now you can do the fallout mods on on the xbox and the ps4 right you can uh what's it what's it called i can't even remember the the service
0: Uh, oh no it's it's separate console mods are separate from you're thinking of creation club but a lot of people have accused creation club of just being paid mods
1: okay so but you can do that so i think that is the farthest you'll see and also people create you know people creating mods on the pc and then like somehow porting them through a proper process on the console may happen but not like in the environment of the console there would be no yeah be no real reason
0: yeah i mean it what's interesting about it is also just how vastly different it is on playstation versus xbox playstation is like you need assets that are only in game for these mods Whereas I think Xbox has obviously a little bit more free reign and Mm, and you'll see like complete map overhauls. Like there's one that covers the map in like this greenery.
1: Yes, I saw that.
0: And overgrown. Yeah. And you can add some to the game. Yeah. So yeah, Xbox has it better. I think you'll see a little more free range, but until number one, is able to properly sift through mods that are completely stolen from people and others are getting credit for True. it. If they're able to iron that system out, and even if they iron that out, if the consoles can handle uh, downloading that much and using, let's say you download uh, an EN- EMB, right? Like something that graphically improves your game um, can the, the, the I don't know if it would be called a graphics card inside a console, I apologize, but um, could that graphics card within the console handle the additional uh, memory needed from that to, to provide uh, those Solid frame mods? rate and all that. Yeah, yeah. It, or would the game just crash? With a PC, it just lets you do it, but you got to have the parts to support it. With the console, um, the game's created to function on that system. Anything beyond that, um, they're unsure if they, it can be handled. So if consoles become something that you can plug and play, for lack of better words, I, I think... Just conceptually speaking, it sounds like that's something that would come with it, the improvement of mods. But right now, if they're just one steady piece of architecture, that means Bethesda has a ceiling and you can only go so high with it. All right, let's talk with Element 1. Hey guys, hope you're all having a fine day. If you could combine uh, three companies, studios, games (laughs) to make the perfect love child of one game, what would it be? For example... It could be like Dishonored's Combat, Rockstar's World, Rockstar's world, and Obsidian's Writing. It's a question I ask a lot of people to make a discussion, so I thought I'd ask you guys. Hmm. A company, a studio, a game. Dishonored's Combat, Rockstar's World, and Obsidian's Writing.
1: <laughs> All I can get... All I can get out of my head, Maddie, is the idea that a bunch of people were together and somebody actually asked this to start a conversation. (laughs) I I, like this is a crazy. I like the idea of that is just I've never heard that kind of conversation. I'm not saying it's bad, by the way. It's just so alien to me. Like somebody would think that far ahead. It might be because my friends don't know dev companies, so I couldn't even ask it. Like they'd be, they'd be all. Who the fuck is like Obsidian? <laughs> it's weird. They'd ju- they'd know Outer Worlds, let's say. They wouldn't know, they wouldn't know Obsidian. They would just think it was on Xbox or whatever. So I I don't even. Oh, Bioware. No, no, not anymore. Hmm.
0: I would. I know one aspect at least would be Persona's music.
1: Oh, right. One. Yeah. Their awesome,
0: music. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to say, Hmm. Persona's music. Oh, sorry. Go on.
1: I was going to say Bioware, but not anymore. Like I don't, I wouldn't want Bioware now.
0: Persona's music. I'm going to say Platinum's gameplay. I really like Platinum's hmm. modern gameplay, not button. match, yeah. But like Astral chain, like there's depth, there's variety there. Um, so I'm gonna say, but then now I feel like I'm talking about Astro Chain because they have a really good soundtrack, they have really sharp gameplay. But yeah, I'm gonna say Persona's music, uh, platinum games, gameplay, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna copy this person. And I'm gonna say Obsidian's writing. I'm so some type of JRPG that has like significant choice and consequence with like rapid fire, elegant looking gameplay would be pretty nuts i don't know if it'd be like a dream game but it would be cool to see
1: yeah the only thing i can think of is i definitely want you know rockstar world building is next level so rockstar world but rockstar's storytelling is pretty good too so it's like the moment i think of storytelling i'm like you know what rockstar is not not bad at all with actually their story storytelling
0: well that's what happens right like i think of persona i'm like well i like Pres- persona's writing is incredible and i'm like well i could take persona's writing oh, i could take their gameplay because yeah really right oh, I could and then you're them.
1: talking yeah. about persona
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so it, that's why it's a tough question to answer it is uh, so it's very. I, tough. I was just trying to take aspects of other companies i like because it's funny you mentioned rockstar i i love their worlds but i find myself easy able rather it's easier for me to walk away from from them uh, gotcha. whereas bethesda's world's Bethesda Game Studios, they just there's something about them. I don't I Wait There's something about them. Wait, what? Yeah. Really? Like Fallout 3, Skyrim. Like I find those no. worlds Wait. far yeah, far more intoxicating. Like I just find that I, I think I think it's the the pace of exploration. And it's that Bethesda tells you when you discovered something, right? Like, in Rockstar, it's just like, hey, here's this huge city. Mm, okay.
1: You just kind of walk around yeah.
0: find wherever. With Bethesda, it's like, you discovered the mysterious oh, cavern. Oh, oh. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, what's in here? And then you okay. go in there, you find this little intermittent story, you leave, and then you see, like, a tower. And you're like, well, what's that tower? It's just the way they design their maps, I think. Uh, it plays... With my interest, but not in a way like a Ubisoft game, which sometimes is just like, I feel like I have ADD. Like, I'm just like, oh. all. <laughs> You've, like,
1: just... You've discovered. You've discovered. Yeah. You've discovered. You've discovered. Now you're being shot at. Now you're being
0: It's constant. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like that's why. Uh, and not that Rockstar's worlds do that, but I think there's a pace to a Bethesda Game Studios world that that's why I think they became popular in the first place. It's just there's something to them. But I, I wouldn't complain if a Rockstar world came in. It's just that I find myself, I'm able, they're more real. They're so real, it's kind of crazy. And I don't know, if if I want real world, I'll, I'll walk, walk out outside. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it doesn't stop me from playing the game, but it definitely doesn't pull me in.
1: Yeah, makes sense. I don't really have a, a better, like, I don't really have more of an answer other than I want him gotcha. as my friend so that we discuss these kind of things. My <laughs> friends would never, my, my friends would never be able to talk about that.
0: Element, tag him away in the Discord. Yeah, exactly. All right. Dow wrote, do you think Insomniac's next game will be Spider-Man or do you think it could be something else like Ratchet and Clank or maybe even revisiting Resistance? Uh, So I have heard... I'm not saying I have heard, like it's been directly told to me through a source. Like I listened to a podcast, the Sacred Symbols podcast. A lot of people who listen to this should be familiar with it, like Colin Moriarty, Chris Raygun. Um, and Colin on that show has said, i'm I'm friends with colin like he's said on that show multiple times that he has on pretty good authority that ratchet and clank is next or it is it is happening like there will be a ratchet and clank game so uh that that directly answers your question i would love to see them go back to resistance out of all three of them because i loved resistance three um but that's the thing insomniac has the same issue that rockstar has and that bethesda may end up having they just they experiment to their own demise. They have too many good series, <laughs> so that's my stance on it. Do you, let's say it's not uh, ratchet and clank. Do you know what, what would pull your interest most out of these three?
1: I had heard that there was going to be a sunset Overdrive See, oh, so really? Yeah, I guess yeah, mine's be wrong because awesome. I would no, believe I... Collins more than mine. But that is what I heard yeah. was that that's why you were starting to see movement was that there was a, a high degree of desire to. To take Spider-Man, what they had learned from Spider-Man, and, and put it into a Sunset Overdrive game. But dude. Ratchet and Clank, I think, makes more sense from a commercial standpoint.
0: Oh, absolutely. But, dude, Sunset, oh my god. Like, I would be so happy if they took what they did with some of the movement in Sunset, sunset and put it in a Ratchet and Clank game. That's what excites me. Because Ratchet was always strafing, jumping, flipping, and some light platforming along with some like jetpacking. Nothing crazy in the movement department. It was about the guns, the progression, the upgrading. Whereas, if they took that movement from... Like, obviously, I don't think Spider-Man would, would be a good comparison, but if they had anything close to Sunset's movement, my God, I, I adore that game. That's probably one of my favorite Xbox exclusives, and it's not talked about nearly enough, because I think it released way too early in the Xbox lifespan. But I thoroughly enjoyed that one all right question number four from natural calamity ubisoft just revealed their new assassin's creed game do you think they will ever go back to sticking with one timeline for a few games and creating a story i like this question because i think i read somewhere and you would probably know better than i that this is supposed to cap out some type of part of the modern day storyline like i think it started with origins and it's capping out here with valhalla
1: no no nope? okay no what i read what no and i'm not saying no is in you're wrong i'm saying no i didn't hear that what i did oh. read was that they stated that this is actually the continuation and to make sure you're prepared for more modern story oh, because boy. they even brought the chick's name in i can't even remember her name from odyssey but they were like it'll continue her story and you will be prepared for more modern gameplay because they brought they dropped her name in a tweet and i just don't remember or in in a tweet or the interview that they did with game informer one of the two but they
0: one of those two yeah i saw something about modern day continuation so um i don't know if there will ever be anything kind of like desmond where they're they're that was kind of like I guess iconic like it just felt like there was even if it wasn't the best it was wasn't the best cuz it took you out of the why the game was so good for too long. I don't think the actual modern story itself was I don't want to say wasn't horrible because uh I know some people really take issue with it. But um I was watching a video by one of my friends uh, JV2017 and he made a video called like I miss the old Assassin's Creed. And He's saying like it's not that I dislike what they're doing now but there was just something very special and he he kind of started going through like the end world stuff that was happening how the plot became bigger over time and i just i really appreciated that video i would give it a look if you're if you're interested on in a more in-depth commentary on why the older ubisoft assassin's creed games were were special but i i think you know when it comes to the modern story i think ubisoft's pretty self-aware that this isn't what people are are into the games for, so they try to keep it there for those who care, but not intrusive, which is hard to tell a story with in general. But you have to have a reason why you're there. I think. I think at least.
1: I mean, I'm going to tell you right now too. If they removed it, it'd be it'd be a, a completely asinine because it wouldn't make any sense. It's exactly. it's driven why you're why you're there in the first place is because of you going back into people's memories. So to, yeah. it, at, at that point, you do need to remove Assassin's Creed and just call it. You know, prior time history game number five, yeah. like history at, Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, history of Valhalla. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense whether you, whether we like it or not because it's been poorly done and fairly okay done. What was the one? Was it Black Flag where you were working for the game company going back in That's time? A year ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was fine with that. I had no issues with the idea of going back in time to get game ideas. Actually, I was like, whatever, you know, that yeah. we're fine. I don't. I'm not saying I loved it. I'm just saying like that you have to have a reason to be in the animus anyway. You have yeah. to have a reason to go back to these a, times.
0: It was a believable template. Like it was like, okay, now we're established in this entertainment company and we're making movies and books and games. And right. it's like, okay, so where are we going to go to next? Like it just right there. Like it just got it out of the way.
1: And then I, moved I on to the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it still pulled you out a couple two times too many. Uh, and you'd wander the office in like first person, but I, I look, I, I just, I've kind of accepted it's got to be there to, to buy into the, the universe a little more droop snoot said if youtube had a capable smaller competitor would you switch that platform no yeah interesting i mean i would have a presence but kind of like i wouldn't call twitch that like smaller capable platform but i would have a presence but i wouldn't outright switch
1: uh i don't know if you heard no, because I don't think I told you, but a couple days ago I decided to look at how when was the last video I made that made money, as in my hours spent, right? Versus, and it was days gone. So it was over a year ago that I've ever made wow. money in YouTube. It's always been lost now since days gone. Every single video has been a loss. I made two hundred dollars on um, video prior to gears, and it was like four hundred thousand views. I just I literally make no money on YouTube now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's
0: hard to tell now because of what's happening yeah. with ads. It's really yeah.
1: Hard so talk. I make better on Anchor. I've told you this behind the scenes. You know, it's like Anchor. I'm, i that has helped and Patron. But um, yeah. We, when you look and you and I don't like to do this because we talk about this. I never like to seg segregate my time and go. This video took this long, so it should make this much because then. It's really depressing sometimes when you make a video and you'll be like, I made a dollar fifty an hour, you know, or whatever. Yeah, just do it and um, see if you get by. Yeah, right. Um, but I did. I we did and we did it due to financial reasons because we are in a midst of like layoffs and all this, and I'm like looking at it going, you know, should how do we move forward to make sure that this is feasible in any way? And and I looked back and yeah, it was days gone. World War Z and Days Gone both made made actual money equivalent to like my old job and everything after that has made less in fact i make I, I, I don't know about you but i'm back to 2017 that's how much i make per i made more money in 2017 in a month than i did this this month this last month hmm. that's how low i'm making
0: it's hard to tell because for me 2018 was when i started to kind of flip my channel on its head oh right I started to do right. remember we had that long talk like where i started to you were like dude like you got to put it, more time into the videos stuff. a little longer, try other stuff. 76 drops. I had my most popular video on my channel ever drop that year. So that's good. Yeah. It was the, for me, 2019 was, was my most successful year in the term oh, of, of yeah, financial. Um, that's why I'm just like, you know, I feel like I finally figured out YouTube. I put this in quotes, figured out there's still stuff to learn, but I feel like I generally get what I've got to do now um to, to make it where this is a viable career path but you know like i said if if let's say uh, tube you came up and they were like yeah <laughs> we'll pay you a little bit more and uh, you can you can upload the same content from youtube on our platform and it's like yeah that's one more place people can watch if people don't like youtube and their practices they now have a place they can go to keep consuming what i do you know because the thing that one of the hardest things is that there are so many good opportunities like i run the patreon and, and you have the same thing like i run the patreon stream i make videos i also help out with like colin's last stand i run a separate podcast outside of ours you know i got a lot of cool things going on i feel like if i had to start making separate content for yet another platform that would be like the straw that breaks the camel's back like i'm definitely at my max right now and i don't think i could take on anything else which is why like people are people ask me you know where's your stream schedule i'm like i don't got one because sometimes yeah. i want time off sometimes i want to just get at it um, right but yeah, w- ultimately what I'm saying is if if they added a new platform, it would just have to be like, okay, you can A guarantee you're gonna you're gonna pay me, but B
1: Just so you I know, that's how I took videos. the question. I I actually thought he was saying that. I thought he was okay. saying you would okay. you would not do YouTube anymore, but they were like guaranteeing you it would be smaller, but it was like you would still see the same success, but there's a the possibility of doing better for sure. Cause I don't yeah, know if I, yeah, I, I think the only way to do really well on YouTube, Maddie, especially if you're like us, where reviews are really starting to drop, you've noticed this, I've noticed this, Um, mm-hmm. is to be a reaction video, <laughs> you know, be like, oh, on your on your fucking thumbnail, uh, yeah, or be I put
0: a, my face in my thumbnail, you know, people yeah. seem to like it. And I'm like, okay, like, dude, right.
1: that's because that literally, I mean, it is in the metric also to look for faces. YouTube's metric looks for faces, just like it looks for guns to make sure it demonetizes a picture of a gun. So that's there. And reaction videos are there. But you and I, if we're on our trajectory currently, it's very rare you see a channel in a particular trajectory, either shoot way up or shoot way down, unless there's Mm -hmm. drama involved. And so to me, if a new one came up and they were like, you could be, you know, if you had the chance of doing better. Yeah, probably because YouTube is just, I think they have too many there. We're not going to see a fix. I think. I mean, maybe, but I don't see them magically changing their, their minds on how they do things.
0: No, certainly not. Paca Luigi writes in, Hey fellas, what are some game suggestions y'all would make to an inexperienced gamer? I've been trying to get my wife more interested in playing games and or with me but we don't appear to have the same taste. For added context, I'm obsessed with RPGs and making character builds. She enjoys titles like The Sims and Kirby games as a kid, but hasn't returned to them in quite a while. Breathe, Maddie. I've tried to pick games that don't require memorization and controller layout, aren't skill intensive or high stress. However, nothing seems to be clicking. Anything come to mind that has grabbed you or someone you know. I don't want to be pushy. Just love the idea of sharing that experience together. Thanks, Paco great question
1: animal crossing
0: Mm.
1: right i mean that's baby sims and it's got a shit ton of cutesy stuff and i mean i was gonna say something like skylanders or something but those are still action but if she likes sim stuff animal crossing for sure i mean very much so
0: that's a good one yeah uh, yeah, I mean, if she's into Sim stuff, Stardew Valley's another one that comes in. Oh, uh, yeah, did, true. They did release multiplayer for that, so you guys could, even in the same house, hop on together, which would be cool. Uh, I get I get what you're talking about. When uh, I first started dating my girlfriend, the first game I threw her on, and she played games before this, but, you know, she wasn't, like, as into it as she is now. Uh, The first game that she had been thrown on by me, I threw her right into the gauntlet and put her on Bioshock, <clears throat> which is, you know... This dark atmospheric game. I'm like, Bioshock's the shit, you know, let's do this. But, you know, she was like, this is okay. And I'm in my head, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Um, and it wasn't until I threw her on Persona that she she fell in love with that. Um so Persona's another one I'm going to suggest. I know that sounds insane. The reason I suggested is you said Sims um and and Kirby, and there is a QC element to to Persona artistically. You know, when you bring up even the menu, it's art. There is the sim element of your day-to-day. The difficulty is not a worry. You can put it on the lowest difficulty, and combat is a relative breeze. Like, and even if she dies, she hits retry and continues on right from where she was in that battle. So it's really not the end of the world. Um That would be a couple of my suggestions there. Uh If you're looking for less hardcore ones, I would say... And this might be a little more costly. Um, based off what we were talking about in the beginning of the show, board games are pretty good. Yeah, board games are, are as fun as video games, if not sometimes more fun. And, and um, they you teach get
1: you that. the buttons, yep. board games on video.
0: Yep. You got to think of it almost scientifically. Like, what, like you can't throw someone into Valorant, right? That's a good modern shooter that's very skill intensive. You got to put them in your Call of Duties first before you get them into something more demanding like that so think of it that way luigi's mansion another really good one um that's not skill intensive you're capturing ghosts it's it's very that's a very cutesy game too i would say uh look into some of those but i'd say start off with with character suggestion animal crossing is really good last set of questions come from great ape and then we are done for the week Number one, I noticed last week that I've actually put a decent chunk of time into Curse of the Dead God. Spurred by that, i gotten back into Risk of Rain 2. I doubt I'll ever, quote, beat, and quote, every game. Um, but my skills aren't, oh, I'm sorry, my skills aren't good enough. But they definitely scratch that itch for instant gameplay and action. Paragraph break. Do you guys have recent roguelikes or likes that you enjoyed? What do you like or dislike about them? Roguelikes? Or lights?
1: Um, they're certainly one of my least favorite genres. I still like some of them. For sure. But what are those card ones? So, you know, you did Darkest Dungeon, right?
0: Yes. Have you done Dark Dungeon? Yeah, so
1: that, shit was, that was, it was hard, but I, w- I was going to say games like that. There's a Star Sector. Uh, I believe it's called Star Sector or Star. No, it's Star Traders. It's a, it was an Android. Then it came to mm-hmm. Steam. And that one's fun. And it's just like Darkest Dungeon, but much easier. And you're also wow. flying around your spaceship in an uh, in unlimited universe and doing jobs. And But I mean, okay. God, those games are a little rough. I don't know, man. Like, so, dude, they're pretty stressful for me.
0: Yeah. And... Yeah, they're just... I don't like the... i. I've always said this. I don't like the idea of a game not ending. Something about that, yeah. you know, I love the idea of if it ends, I can replay it because then there is something there if I want more. But I don't like the idea and I do understand the allure of it, but I don't like the idea of I I bought something and this thing will actually never end it. I don't and it's part of my personality. I don't like a job being left unfinished. undone. Yeah. And so it, it just doesn't work well with me like at all. Um So that's just personally where I stand. I think that uh, Risk of Rain is great. Uh, uh, Also, Slay the Spire is also... That's very fun. Uh, These are fun games. I put 20 hours into Slay the Spire in like one week. Like, boom. Just like that. Uh, My mom surprised me with it for Christmas. It was a really cool gift. Um, And I was just like, wow, you know, all right, I'll play it. And I I really liked it because I love card games. And, um, you know... I didn't put any more time into it after that because eventually I, I completed all three runs and there was more to it there to find out, but it just wasn't enticing. It was like, okay, I'm running the same dungeon. I'm doing builds and I don't know, man. It just, it loses its luster pretty quickly. Cause you know, just you start to feel the limits of that procedural generation. It's the only way I could describe it. You start seeing the same enemies, you start seeing the same decks, you start seeing same gameplay, it just starts to rinse and repeat. And then you go, all right, what can I do next?
1: You mentioned, uh, or he mentioned Blood Gods. I actually have covered that game a little bit on my impressions. And I, I would mm-hmm. I would actually say I'm blown away he continued to play it. Because to me, if you just said the exact same thing I feel. I feel that even if there's the ability to play it forever, I always know it's a two-lane highway. It'll never be four. And there'll never be a turnoff. An open world game that maybe has animals and shit, well, then my brain can sort of make some stuff up and weird things can happen. But in those kind of games, I just know it's always going to be this. Even though, you know, things can change, you can die, you can start back, you can see different enemies or they're slightly adjusted. I can't, I'm not a big fan of them.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There's, There's very few that I really like.
0: Number two. Steam and PSN seem to be having sales focusing on Japanese game and Japan's Golden Week celebration. What games would you recommend for cheap besides the one below? Paragraph break. Based solely Maddie's recommendation, I'm picking up a game in a genre that I'm not familiar with, Danganronpa 1. Going to give it a shot this weekend. Let's go. Let's go, Carrick. We got another one. We got him. Um let me bring up the sale. I didn't know we'd have a sale based question. Sometimes I should preface these questions, but I always I always tell my girlfriend. I was like, I don't look at no, them the No, it's way better
1: not knowing. It's, it's way it's better not knowing.
0: Extremely, extremely fun just to just see what you guys come up with each week without any any type of warning. All right, let's see here. Uh PlayStation Sale. These are all these are all blog posts from earlier. Uh here we go. I think this should do it. PlayStation Golden Week sale, official US store. Here we are. All right. Uh as it loads in. Man. Something's wrong with the internet.
1: Uh, yeah, by the way, I was gonna say, luckily Discord's been fine. Shut up, dog. Luckily, Discord's been fine. But um, dude, there was no issues or no end of issues yesterday with Discord Steam, um, all of my services.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's it's not working right now. Like nothing's Coming up for the golden week sale. It's it just like loaded. But is he pages.
1: just saying games? I don't know if he's yeah, saying if... we he's just saying games as a whole, right? That are Yeah, so so if you okay. got any
0: any Japanese related games, JRPGs that come to mind. Here we go. It finally loaded. Uh let's see here. Dead or alive six is twenty one dollars. I really like that as a fighter, but there's not God damn,
1: that's it. a good fighter. I just wish it's yeah. DLC wasn't the just an abortion. It's Dude, it's the worst awful. DLC I've ever seen.
0: It, that's not an exaggeration, though. That's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Like, It is actually terrible.
1: And you know why? Because it's a good game. Oh. If it wasn't a good game, I would not talk about it. But I got mad a couple days ago about that very game because I wanted to play it. And I just was like, uh, yeah. nope. Uh,
0: God Eater 3 is $23, usually $60. I really recommend this if you got a buddy to play with. It is a uh it is it is very reminiscent of monster hunter except it's more anime and it's got it's very smooth it's very smooth and um i played a lot of it i enjoyed it Uh, i would recommend that did you play the last remnant was that one that i think I
1: dude i love the last remnant no no i I, oh wait remnant i was not a fan of that's a shooter that's in diablo where it got random procedural generation the last remnant is a grpg um that is not bad
0: I like that one. It's $10 remastered.
1: Oh, remaster. I didn't even know there was a remaster. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. That was, I think a shadow drop last year. Uh, If you like persona, there's the dancing endless night collection of persona three and five dancing. Mm. Um, Those are, those, those would have been great answers for earlier of games that you never thought you'd like, but I think it's just, I love persona because I uh, personally don't like rhythm games, but I like persona rhythm games. Uh, and this is a good deal. It's 21 bucks for both games. Meanwhile, if you got, let's say, Persona 3 dancing separately, that's $20. So it's pretty much buy one, get the other free. We're going to keep scrolling here. Uh, Soul Calibur 6 is $18. I would say pass on that. What would you say?
1: Yep. Yeah, Last good just... Soul Calibur was Yoda and Darth Vader, whatever that was, four, right?
0: Yes, in my opinion, at least. Oh, oh
1: amazing you're... customization.
0: Here's one. Valkyria Chronicles 4. You play that?
1: A bit, yeah, but it was good. What I played was good. Twelve bucks. Yeah.
0: Not, Is not Eternal
1: Sonata on there? I loved Eternal Sonata. Is I that don't on there? I think
0: that's on PS4. I my friend oh. streamed that through PS Now. Yeah, he he likes that game a lot. He streamed mm. it through PS Now. Dragon Quest Eleven, thirty dollars.
1: Uh, oh really because i was about ready to buy that yesterday because one of the guys on the podcast says it's really good is it not because he 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 has a lot of money so he buys random shit
0: oh okay well i wouldn't the thing is and i i don't say this often but i would not take my opinion all that serious on it because i'm going a off of a lot of like in-depth opinions i've heard that just each time i've heard from the get-go that game has pushed me away um i tried the demo didn't like that but more so my biggest gripe, and it seems to be confirmed in literally every review I've seen, every every video I've seen, it is your very classic JRPG, as in...
1: Oh, grinding? Everything's
0: stuff. very familiar. Yeah, very familiar. Like, the storyline's familiar. Uh, I even heard in one account that, like, something happens in the game that sends you back to the beginning of the game. Not like a bug, but, like, a story moment happens, sends you back to the start of the game, and you go through all those same areas again in, like, a second arc. You just retread the whole map. And that game got some really wicked good scores mm-hmm. and maybe I got to lay my hands on it to understand it. But my good dude, I it everything I heard about that game has not sounded remotely okay. appealing. That's just me though. Uh, no, nah, but I'll that... skip
1: it. Cause I needed it to be amazing, amazing, amazing by everybody to get it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. And he buys a lot of shit that like is questionable. But it, but I did <laughs> look at it and I saw it and I I thought it looked sort of up my alley but I, yeah okay I'll, I'll skip it I have no issue skipping that game.
0: All right, we got a a couple more here. We'll go through and then we'll wrap up the show. First sale I saw here was Digimon Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory, fifteen bucks. Have you played the Cyber Sleuth games?
1: No, but I like Digimon. I, I have a soft spot. Like they like I have a soft spot for Digimon. I don't know why. Yeah. So I would I don't know say much say about
0: Digimon, but I know my friend really liked the first Cyber Sleuth game apparently uh if you played the first cyber sleuth game it's kind of like how we felt about attack on titan where you played the second one you've played the first one yeah right right kind of the same games um yeah so just know that if you played the first you kind of played the second but if you haven't played the second then which which i haven't you can just hop into the sequel and probably get the best version of that gameplay uh last suggestion i've got here is for ten dollars star ocean the last hope 4k in full hd remaster um a lot of people love star ocean last hope and it looks like a game that's got my name written all over it it looks so cool but i've tried it so many times when i was younger and i could not get into it maybe i would like it now um but yeah that's just another one i i, I will throw out there for you great ape hopefully those suggestions helped do you agree with either of those two
1: um, so star ocean, I'm just, is that the, did it, was it originally an Xbox 360 game? Yes. Okay. So I was not a huge fan. I, if I remember right, I did try that and I was not a huge fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was, it was, I think it was because the game begins with like your ship crashing. Yeah. Okay. And it's, and, and that's you... the game. Yeah, and you had to, like, find something, and I remember it just being super vague, and like I said, I was much younger at the time, like, I think it was 13, 14, and so I'd hope now, in my mid-20s, I could probably figure it out, but I just remember it being so vague and annoying, that I was like, oh, God, but I'd be open to giving that a shot, I might even pick that up for 10 bucks and just kind of leave it on the back burner, Um, that might be something I'd I'd want to return to, we'll see, but those are just a, a set of suggestions.
1: Those are all PSN, right? or mm-hmm. ps okay so for xbox fans dude seriously check out pso online too holy shit it looks great Hol- fantasy Star, and it's it's so old like you know because it's a remake or just like but man is that game fun so if you like those kind of games check that game out it's free might as well like yeah you know but seriously very fun game stupidly fun never thought i'd fun. like it
0: looks fine yeah i want to give that one a whirl i I wanted to play it for a video when the beta came out i haven't downloaded it on my xbox it's just like i gotta go play it
1: <laughs> dude you should try it because i have a feeling you're gonna do what i did where i was like mm, i don't know you know i was sort of like yes and no and mm-hmm. after a couple hours i was like god damn like th- it's yeah. just good shallow fun and yet you can still build out your character and and dive in deep if you want very cool awesome
0: well, that's the last of our patron questions, my friend. We are officially done for the week. Congrats. You've made it this far. Um, we hope you all enjoyed this show. Carrick, uh, you got anything that you want to add in?
1: Hashtag. What's the hashtag? hashtag. We always got to do the hashtag. That's like...
0: Yeah, we had a lot of good moments throughout this show. It's it's hard to pick one out. Um...
1: Ooh. Uh a lot of japanese stuff that's do i seem not that that should be the hashtag you don't want to be hashtag japanese or something yeah look really how weird well that would go but, yeah. <laughs> but did we it feels like tonight yeah. or today was jrpg heavy like i don't know maybe that's just me
0: it feels like no definitely especially in the end the scale tipped uh boy man because ha- like in the beginning we had like a really good like I heard this discussion versus I heard this. We were just like trading like what we had heard. And I think that would be, that was really probably fun to listen to for our audience.
1: Um, maybe we could just do JRPG heavy and just. Or you could do what'd you hear? Like, you cause hear? we did what you, you heard hear? something. I heard something. like, what'd you hear? Yeah. What'd you hear? What'd you, but yeah. somebody, somebody probably spell it Jew. And then we'd be in trouble. Oh no, please um, don't do that. What did you don't hear? Do what did you hear? Yeah. Would be fine. Let's do that. Hashtag what right. you hear?
0: If you got that deep, tag us, let us know. We'd love to hear from you, feedback and all. And with that, we will wrap it up, and we'll talk to you guys next week. I think next week, if I remember correctly, or rather if my dates in my head are correct, uh, next week, yes, so next Friday will actually be a day after After. that Xbox event. So we'll be able to talk about that. So look forward to that and our reactions there. Uh, Will you be streaming that by chance?
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, what time is it? Do you know? Because that's the thing is I'm I'm Uh, West Coast and they never care about me. So it's like 6 a.m. or something.
0: Yeah, it's 8 a.m. for you.
1: It, I might, I'll, tr- I'll try, I gotta figure out with the wife Cause you gotta push her out So you don't have like, mm-hmm. you know Somebody walking around in your background It's also <laughs> so.
0: just, at least for me It's also hard at like 8 in the morning To get excited over anything
1: Dude, I hear you And I'm yeah. a morning person But I've like lifted weights And I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit Like, I don't yeah. want a bad attitude during it We'll have to yeah. see, I'll check it out
0: Alright, well, we hope to see you guys next week We hope you enjoyed the show And we will catch you guys later
1: Peace out Peace out